When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can remember how to do this. God, I always forget. You just did this Monday. Yeah, you do this on every other day, but yet you always forget it. How is this possible? I'm not very professional, Adam, as you can see. (laughs) Sir, the unprofessional is supposed to be my job, not yours. I can't even find the the thing. All all that matters is, uh, are you personable or not? No, not at all. Uh, not. I don't know about that one either. He works at the post office. Mm. <laughs> don't blow up a spot. No kidding. Whoa, 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 whoa. I it's already been. Him. I just talked about his job. We're mm. we're live, so thanks for letting the cat out of the box. Yeah, I do <sighs> IT work. I don't care. Same here. Where? Where do you live? I'm not talking myself. I live on the beach. <laughs> I'm not self. I'm on the beach, yo. You are right. on the beach. You're a son of a beach. All right. You know, we are live. My mother, and... out of this. my mother was a nice lady. Looking for some <laughs> new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show, Ratsaw Review, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spin-offs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Music, the Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron. Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Lilquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Ball with Ralph Vieira. Schmackamagab! Schmackamagab to you too, Ralph. The Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're taking Hello and welcome to Rats Hell Review. My God, that feels like the longest two minutes of my life. <laughs> really I can think of the longest 90 minutes of my life, and it's called <laughs> Motorama. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. Yeah, I'll Shut rather take the two minutes than the 90 minutes of pure luck we had to deal with. <laughs> my camera's a little blurry here. But uh, I, I wish the entire movie was blurry. We'd have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 
Wise ace. Welcome to the madness. What do you think, you Taz? What do you got? You got tea on your shirt. It's the, university, it's the University of Tennessee, sir. The <laughs> college I went to. You went to college? Yes. I didn't that's graduate. A, I just went. That's surprising. I had a few parties. I took <laughs> speaking, a couple of classes. Speaking of college, we're joined by my dear friend from college, Ms. Tara J, and her co-host, Adam. We got Just the Cheese Please podcast in the house today at Ratsai Review. Yay. What's up, party hey, people? What's going on, cheese bags? What's hey up? there. Hello, Good to be Adam here. Adam and Tara, thank yeah. you for coming on. And uh, welcome to Rat Salad Review Network, by the way. Well, You're you. one of the new shows. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. And thank you so much for uh, asking me to be on this. And um, I will say, I'll just preface this by saying that I don't I don't share your, your friend's sentiments here about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very... Well, 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 you know, you're saying the word friend like it's a very, you know, that's a very yeah. you know, loose term. That term's used yeah. loosely here, Tara. It's oh, okay. okay. Sorry, I don't think that's know. the word you think you're using. <laughs> Pick the R out. I'm that's still learning, really okay? Listen, I'm new. I'm still learning. So yeah. we, you know, we do 80s movies and right. uh, we were talking about how um, it it's a good thing this was in the 90s because you know we would want it on our show but i can say that i'm glad that this is on your show and not our show <laughs> <laughs> anything no, i, can I appreciate with. your sympathies thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i i, I did want to do an 80s movie but then i'm like well then i'm going to take a movie away from you guys because you do all the movie, 80s movies and what if you get to like the last 80s movie ever and we already well, did it. You know, I think <laughs> they got years know, of, 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 uh, of a product there. I think, they, I think they'll figure it out with that. Yeah, I think they yeah. so. Well, I you just so. have to come on our, our show then for an 80s movie. That's, that's fine with me. You know what? I actually had an idea, uh, even for you too, Lou, for, for your show, uh, an idea. Um, movies uh, with wrestlers in them. Yeah. Okay, so well, wait, wait, are we, are we, we talking that. wrestling movies or movies with wrestlers and <laughs> movies with wrestlers, wrestlers such as yeah, yeah, yeah. like Brian De Palma's Wise Guys with Captain Lou Albano is exactly so. So we're talking like over the top with uh, with Terry Funk, Terry Funk, Terry Funk, yeah. or over or the greatest movie of all time, Roadhouse with Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> By so the way, we, we did over the top, and yes, we also and we did also another... wrote, we did Roadhouse as well. Yeah, and we oh. also have another movie coming up um, with a wrestler in it. Which is? It was Tara's choice, but I'm sure she doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do I remember? I don't know. We have a lot. We have a lot in the queue. So I'm maybe one sure. of the most famous wrestlers of all time. But okay. Hulk Hogan. Oh, Rocky Three. No. No. Uh, um, uh, Bionic uh, Warrior. No holds barred. No. The, no the, holds barred. No holds barred. Okay. That's, yes. uh, That's not what I was it, thinking. Of course, it was Lou and Lou and Eric Adams's favorite. <laughs> By the mm-hmm. way, go check out the latest episode of uh, Just a Cheese Please podcast. They did rat shit. I mean, Ishtar with uh, Dustin Hoffman. And, uh, oh, man. Uh, Congratulations Hoffman and for making Beatty. the one millionth joke of that one, Lou. There's your prize. <laughs> By the way, three years later, they came out with a bigger film called Dick Tracy, where Dustin Hoffman was mumbling throughout the whole film and Warren Beatty played a guy named Dick. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> that movie was way worse, believe me. And that movie I saw in the theater as a kid, so. I did too. I was traumatized by that mumbles, flat top, and so, so oh, it was I, grotesque. Luckily, I was too young for that. All I remember was the McDonald's Happy Meals, like the the they like really did like a huge push in the Happy Meals with all the characters. I just I remember, remember that. that. I didn't see the movie, but I remember the McDonald's Happy Meals toys. And then and, and then I remember watching thing. it later. Yes. 
yeah and then i remember watching it later and just thinking that it's just like madonna they're just trying they were really trying to skirt that literally uh and figuratively <laughs> the uh the nudity laws there in the movie mm-hmm. trying to keep that under pg but yet keep her in little clothes as humanly possible they're trying oh, yeah. to make happy meals out of so many films i couldn't believe, i remember they did a happy meal out of batman returns and that Those was the ones I remember. that was the reason and that was the reason why it was pg-13 not rated r Oh. really yeah because tim burton wanted to make it make it darker and everything and then yeah. they it said hey darker. we're gonna be selling this to kids <laughs> and we are joined by manny mejia hey how you doing so are we talking about this shitty film yet so we haven't started <laughs> <laughs> i think we're avoiding it it seems that way doesn't it uh, welcome manny, welcome to the show manny can we talk about the shit movie yet thanks <laughs> for the record i still have ptsd from watching this film and uh i am self-medicating tonight just discussing it Salud. i think we are <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, this is, I gave up beer drinking evening to talk about this movie there's more where that came from <laughs> no, there needs to be a lot more than that there lou uh, that's only funny. 40 proof. I'm drunk in my own music is live podcast mug available now at tpublic.com. 35% off this entire weekend. Thank you. Oh, he's got to just called a shameless plug. Anyway. Damn only. fucking right, I did. I'm broke. I need money. <laughs> I might need to go get the untaxed corn liquor for this movie so maybe I can erase it from my memory. Oh my god, <laughs> shut your mouth, Manny. This is uh, Tara and Adam. Hi, Tara. Wayne, did How you really you? like this movie, Wayne? Is this really yeah. something you I actually do like he it up, up until the end of the movie. We'll get to that later. But yeah, I picked it because he's, I, I he's got a it. very questionable taste in music and movies. Okay. And then yes, yesterday on our, our little uh, group chat, I almost fired all of them. For not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Dude, we were paying us. <laughs> oh no, I get fired from a job I don't make money on. Oh, you get no. to do you get to not do another podcast, James. Oh, okay. I get to quit another <laughs> podcast. Yay. Wait, I think it would be a great movie aside from the directing, the writing, the acting, and the cinema. The actual movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the entire movie, exactly. You know, yeah, they did it was a great movie. There's just one thing I didn't like about it. The whole thing. Man. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, a lot of my Google searches. Tip the fish, try the waitress, Lou. You know, a lot of my Google searches, I was trying to figure out how they convinced all these people to actually be in this production. Manny asked that question the exact same way. Wait, yeah. Wayne, what was your answer to that? Mine was cocaine oh, and hookers. Oh, those lose, yeah. Yeah, it was cocaine yeah. and hookers. I, an <laughs> I was but, looking um, for interviews, and no one, I've never heard anyone who's been in this movie give an interview about would it. Would you? Or their decision. <laughs> Do you want to admit it? <laughs> no. But I have to say, my one observation I had about this is that the poster is yeah. literally drew barrymore and she's right. in it for 22 seconds seconds yeah, not, not, maybe yeah, 20 so. i think 25 seconds is actually being a, when, is when, being nice because she's barely in the movie when, when, when did this movie come out 1993 was 93's terrible film was uh, national lampoon's senior trip mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Was like, I don't remember but, that. <laughs> the yeah. fact that Drew Barrymore was so prominent on the the marketing was the reason why I was like, this movie's probably not that bad. Wasn't this the height of Drew Barrymore's uh, cinematic comeback? Well, no, this was before we, Poison was Ivy. Before. Oh, oh that, that another you. wonderful film. Uh, <laughs> she's 15, we'll do that one next. By the way, she's 15 years old. Really? Yes, she was 15. And oh, I've wow. seen a lot of people say like, 
oh, the one good part was the part with Drew Barrymore in a bikini, and it's like she's 15 years old in this movie. <laughs> creeps straight to jail. Straight to uh, jail. Well, what movie we are actually talking about? Uh, Greg's supposed to come, but he's having problems with Zoom, so we're just going to start. Yeah, we're talking. He's, he's oh, it doesn't even come up on here because of the screen. Damn it. Ah, you can't see my, you can't see the DVD I have in my hand. Oh no, you have oh, to take God. Out the background. Oh, no. <laughs> oh well, too bad. I actually so own the, one the DVD. Bought it. <laughs> I have Put it over your face. What did I see this? No, it won't work. It won't work that way. You um, bought this movie. I mean, you know, the money you could have wasted on something completely other than this waste of a movie. You decided to, <laughs> spend, I, and you probably spent top dollar on this. So you probably spent like five to ten yeah, bucks, didn't go. you? Moto Rama. So, is, and, is that a Blu-ray? Because no, the, no. the Amazon Prime version is a VHS transfer. Yeah, not like the, the <laughs> you know what? It's graphics, better. It's better credits. that way. Yeah, it's really. It looks better, better that, that way. way. I'm, I'm sure it does. Well, just so you know, I have called this movie Motorola about 17 times already today. <laughs> so if I say that, pardon me, excuse me. I just that's for some reason Motorola and Motorama. I don't know. Just that's saying, it's right. going to come out. Both, no both had both had uh, disappointing products launches. Exactly. You know. <laughs> I'll correct you, Tara. It's Kyocera. That's what it's called. <laughs> Ooh, be careful with that joke. That's an antique Lou. They're still around. They're yeah, still in around. printers. No, and flip phones, right, Tara? Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> well, everybody here has a flip phone, don't you? Yeah, okay. that's what I'm doing the show on. <laughs> right on, on it. I think that's what they filmed that movie on. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's very possible. You know what? But, I think uh, it would have been better cinematography if they did shoot it on cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got uh, Tara and Adam from the uh, show Just the Cheese, Please. And, and their shows, they review cheesy movies from the 80s. And obviously, Motorama is not from the 80s, but it's from the 90s. And um, I picked it. As you can tell, because everybody's young, laughing at me like I'm an idiot for picking this movie. Uh, but I picked it because so. yeah, <laughs> for some weird reason, I've been wanting to watch this movie again. I always think about this movie. I don't know why. I just do. I just I like the whole thing with the kid driving the car. And, you know, we'll get into the rest of the movie later. But I just wanted to watch enjoy it. the sound of cats getting strangled. Yeah, it is a very beautiful sound. Have you ever heard? Don't of say that. Tara loves oh. cats. <laughs> I do too. I have a, a beautiful cat upstairs. <laughs> but why would you, you even know, bring Wayne, that up? Some, Wayne, sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes you drive the conversation down further than the gutter and then, then sometimes yeah. you surprise me and make it even worse. Yeah, that's yeah. what you I You know, do. the, the idea of a, of a kid driving cross country would have been fine. I don't think right. that's what made this movie bad. I mean, no, 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 no. The concept was That's the least of its problems, definitely for sure. I mean, I mean, this right. was this movie came out right after Fly. The, I mean, Fly the Navigator already came out and showed that kids doing cross country movies was was popular. Right. Yeah. Fun fun fact: we were going to do Fly the Navigator, and we watched it, and we were like, "This is too good." I like <laughs> it. I like it too much. I don't awesome. have anything it. funny to say. It about is this the most movie. underrated really Disney movie of all time. It's I great. still prove me wrong. I never more seen than it. I'm not a movie guy, so. I've never seen it either. Oh no, no. I, 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 okay. I love the Black Cauldron. However, Fly the Navigator is much better. Is it on Personally. Disney Plus? It probably should be. Fly the Navigator know. probably is right. I, it, I it, might, it, it might not because of Paul Rubin, that. but that's about it. Oh, Pee Wee. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pee Wee's well, in Pee-wee, it. But uh, there's a lot of cameos in here, and I, I can't mention every single one because I don't know who everybody is. But on the bottom of the DVD is uh, Martha Quinn uh, from MTV, the old DJ. Uh, I did Flea. not recognize her. I didn't either. And then when it came at the end of the movie, I think it showed who was who, and I was like, "Oh, I recognized her right away. She was a bank teller." Yeah. Yep. Uh, Flea, 
Michael J. Pollard that he's um, I can't forget remember what he's from, but uh, he's oh, one of the, the guys. Star Trek, stuff. yeah, yeah. He's in, he's he's in Streets of Fire. He's in. Um, he was in I Come in Peace. Yeah, he was in I Come in Peace. He was in Peter Pan movie, I think. One of the Peter. Oh, Peter I, Peter I, I think he was in Hook. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was. The sad thing, uh, he just passed away. Meatloaf. He's actually in this movie. Uh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. His name obviously. was Robert Paulson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Garrett Morris, and of course the the uh, main actor Jordan Christopher Michael, who's. Oh, really but young. you're forgetting you're forgetting Jack Nance. Jack Nance. Thank you. Like, yes. Jack it's Nance not list, I said is, it's not listed on the bottom. Oh, it's not about because it's on, it's actually listed when you look it up, and it's he's actually right. credited as like the second or third person. He is um right. he was in a lot of David Lynch things, so I'm a huge David Lynch fan. Um, uh, John Deals also. So no wonder you like this film. I don't. I didn't say I liked it. I just didn't. I don't have the raging hatred that the rest of you seem to have. <laughs> well, it's not so much hatred for the movie. It's hatred for Wayne at this juncture. Oh, but just it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I it's, don't have that either. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. So yet. well, yeah, you know, yeah. give, give him time. He'll work on <laughs> it. Just met, so we'll see how that goes. Give it, give it some time. Hey, yeah, you got, you got John Deal, and you got Robert Picardo for Star Trek fans out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And John Deal from Miami Vice. I. Uh, I was Stripes. like, yay! <laughs> it's mm-hmm. uh, not Switech. Uh, uh, Zito. That's what we Zito, played on yeah, Miami yeah. Vice. Yeah. That's on my favorite show series? of all time. In the original series? Yes. It was the original, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I never, I, I remember the original series, but I didn't watch it that often. And he was um, in uh, Stargate and he was in uh, Stripes. Yeah. And now he's an unemployment line because he was in this movie. But anyway, no, he's <laughs> dead, actually. Yeah, he actually oh, passed away. Good one, man. And he was also on the Shield, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Agents of Shield or Shield? No, no, the, no, sh- the Shield. shield with, <laughs> well, I don't uh, know what the Michael uh, Chiklis. Oh, that show! I hated that show too. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's good fireball. <laughs> no, clue, no, no clue at all. Thanks, so anyway, there's, there's, there's tons of uh, cameos from just random people in this movie, which is kind of cool because they're all doing something funny and, and stupid anyway. But so I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of funny. But uh, this movie starts out. You know, this, the, the kid's parents are yelling and, 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 and this kid must be like a really good welder because he's going crazy on making these this thing, which you don't find out until, you know, a little while later. But uh, then you see him get into his car and he's running away from his parents because, you know, obviously his parents don't get along. And uh, he just they, wants they to get said, the out of there. The father said he wanted to kill him in, in the in yeah, the was when he was him in the crib. right, yeah, yeah. So he lived okay. a pretty messed up childhood. So yeah, I can't he, blame he him. He lived the uh, typical white trash. Uh, Hi, I'm white trash, uh, and I'm in trouble. Sponsored by Pastor Blue Ribbon. For, uh... <laughs> I thought John Waters was writing the dialogue at first. <laughs> I think that would have been more entertaining. No, that would have been actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but you know, though, it's amazing that the film shows the confidence of the cast by having the casting director listed first and didn't even include the cast in the beginning credits. I mm. thought the same thing, Lou. I said, I was I like, wow, they don't even have the the people that are in the movie. It's all the actual, oh. you know, just like the producer, the director, everyone except the cast. Well, and, so I mean, I, that's I, very I, odd. I, that's kind I, of I thought that was more for memory's yeah. sake because you probably were sitting there going like, "I hate this movie," and you're sitting in the movie theater going, "I can't believe I spent this money," and you're probably like trying to make a list of who you need to hurt for watching <laughs> well, this. Film. But do we know this movie even went to the movie theater? Was it, it did? It, it did. did. All right. It okay. made a grand total of five thousand dollars opening weekend, <laughs> and it made a total of thirteen thousand gross at the box office. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fun. 
Part of the reason the casting director was listed first because that is a a hell of a casting director who can get that many cameos for this film. So I'll give him props. And that is true. Part of the fun was seeing who was going to pop up next. And we forgot Dick Miller. Dick Miller's also in this. Yes, Dick Miller, famous Roger Corman uh, character actor. Yeah, from Gremlins. Gremlins 2. And Terminator. Mm -hmm. Yep. But uh, what else happened here? Oh, so he ends, ends up driving to the bank and he cashes all his, his money from his piggy bank or whatever. And like you guys said, the teller was uh, Martha Quinn from the MTV. And did anybody recognize the guy in the background touching the vault? I guess no, really, who was that? Look, I don't know who it wasn't anybody, but was he was just he was like standing dude. in the background. He was looking at the vault, but like rubbing it down and like, you know, just acting like really weird about it. <laughs> I guess nobody saw that. No, I no. I guess it. I guess that have to be on the second viewing. I'll never do. Yeah, no. You go back and watch it. It's, uh... Watch the whole movie again because you need to pick up the little nuance. I didn't watch yeah, the movie the first time. Not not enough, I'm gonna wait for the, the director's cut to rewatch it. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna need, I'm gonna need commentary for this or something else to keep me, you know, keep me distracted. Uh, she she yeah. refuses to count his change, which is not something that banks do. I mean, right? When you when you roll up your change, they don't unroll it right there at the counter and just count them again for you. I mean, that's not how they weigh it. And then they take your name. And if you like, I don't know, if you, if you screw them over, then they like contact you. Boy, you that's, know. that's too technical right. for this type say, of film. There, there's so many uh, things that are so insanely ridiculous. Like one thing, right. why, why does, why does nobody even consider the fact that he's 10? I guess I was going to get to that. And- nobody even, <laughs> nobody, just yeah. this per- and they're like, sir, and then somebody says, do you have kids? I'm like, this is yeah. a child. What are you talking about? What is going the, the, on right the now? The creepy dude at the hotel going, you have any girls in there? He's freaking 10. He doesn't he even, even know that. The, the counter. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Sign if crap. if yeah, this yeah. kid was from Florida, oh that's a legitimate question. All right. Okay. <laughs> that was definitely Arizona or, you know, Southern California, you know, setting. So no. oh, while yeah. using Dutch currency throughout the Dutch, entire film. Yeah, right. The only entertaining that. part was seeing the money going. That's not real money. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely or, not or, American money, whatever. Or real states. None of the state names made sense either. They weren't real states. And the descriptions were hilarious. I love the long, the long state, the long the state, lonely, the, the lonely state, the last state. <laughs> and they're the all last state. Yeah, that's very the creative, last. guys. I mean, that's like creative names in cities when people just ran out of ideas and just went. That looks like a rose. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, the guy who wrote this script wrote like a really big script, like five years prior or something like that. After hours, yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. one. But he also wrote Vampire's Kiss, which we might do on the podcast I, one of these days. I was actually going to mention yeah. that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he he wrote a Scorsese film. That is interesting. Yeah. Well, this is pretty <laughs> close to one. So yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> this, is, maybe, this, uh, is, this was a so maybe like, Jimmy Scorsese, but not Martin. <laughs> Stop talking. I mean, this, was, this was like somebody had watched a bunch of Twin Peaks and just decided I'm going to make a kids movie with Twin Peaks. I have <laughs> to say, I actually have to say, James, I the thing I was thinking, it sounds like it. I, almost exactly what you thought. It was almost like a 12-year-old watched a David Lynch movie and they said, I want to do something like that. And the way that it's written is the way that it, like a 12-year-old would write something. You know, there's no there's no continuity. He just, you know, his tire blows out and then suddenly he's at the garage. How do you The only thing I say that is that is different is, is that it wasn't a 12-year-old that's normal. It was a 12-year-old on, on crack with ADHD making the script. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that thing made no dang sense. There's but a dead body yes. one second and he's driving and there's a dude with a kite. I mean. 
Uh, no, David I agree. Lynch. So it was like, I don't, I, cause I, I mean, again, I love David Lynch. I don't, I'm not trying to you know, insult, but I just felt like it was somebody that liked him that just was too kind of immature to get the nuances of what it means to have be Lynchian. And it was just not, it just didn't work. It was kind of like those kids drawings that you see on the internet. People kind of make fun of them. It's like a kid drew a cow or a car and what it would look like in real life. It's like, the concept is there, but the execution is absolutely awful. But you kind of feel like you know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah, well, you're I, right. This did feel like an execution. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say, like, I don't know if if they were trying to be obtuse with the meaning, because maybe we can get to the meaning later on if you want to talk about it now. Yeah. But I don't meaning. Anyway, yeah, well, it has to be right. I mean, otherwise, it's just a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. Like there you go. Be, <laughs> like there has to be a great, meaning, good, right? Good, good job. He's, he's got to be trying to say something. I mean, that's what artists do, right? They try to say something. I don't understand what he was trying to say. So, um, Adam, I think that's I cute that you call this. this guy an artist. But go ahead. <laughs> I am bad at this. I don't need to be. I need to do another line of work. Is what the guy was saying. But this isn't a writer. This isn't one person who wrote and directed. This is someone who wrote it, someone who directed it, and someone who produced it. So there's like multiple people buying into this concept of this movie well yeah. crack was still big in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. there were if drugs if we're judging this on artistic merit then surf nazis must die was a fucking picasso painting that's all i'm saying <laughs> <Are you> kidding <laughs> exactly. that was directed by orson wells compared to this but <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, well after the guy was done filling up the, the vault at the bank uh, you know, we see we see what he was making because he, he gets in the car and he's you see that uh, the contraption that he made to reach the pedals, you know, the, the little uh, I don't know what the hell you call it, the boot thing or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets to the restaurant. And again, like you said, Tara, no one, can, you know, bothers to ask, you know, or, or wonder why this 10 or 12 year old kid is driving a car. You know, it's, it's very strange. Well, first like of all, he's there's, there's... alone and he's by right. himself and nobody yeah. questions it. Yeah, and where's his kid, parents? A kid, a kid walks into a freaking diner and orders a coffee and with money. Just goes. Right. <laughs> Did you see how excited <laughs> they were for the car to pull up? They're all like, like right. oh my it God, was like there's the hills a car. Have eyes people. They were like, oh, what is this town? Yeah, it's like they were stuck there. Right. I got you a have the drunk guy that fell on the floor and they tossed. I didn't understand that at all. I don't understand mm. the teens having sex other than the gratuitous news. We didn't get to that yet. We will, yeah. get, we will get to it. Oh, 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 he's excited for the boobs. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. In all was... seriousness, this movie probably had a decent script, but budget cuts cut it down to what we see here, probably. Well, yeah, maybe from all oh. the hiring of all the you know famous actors or whatever. Or, you well, know. they must they must have done that as Once. a favor to the director, the producer. I mean, what parts maybe. What parts do you think were cut out that would have made this movie make more sense? The, the, the beginning, the, ones... the beginning, the middle, and the end. In this diner scene, they literally spent 30 seconds showing two guys dragging a third guy through the dirt and throwing him in a river, which has nothing to do with anything else. Never, nothing. ever came back ever again. Never yeah. came back again. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, that's what I sit there going, I'm like, is this a David Lynch movie? Is that movie, that part right there. And they don't do no payoff to anything. I'm like, that's a David Lynchian thing. There was right. one yeah. name in yeah. the credits that I couldn't believe was there. Which is? The, the music was written by Andy Summers of the police. So I oh. have not been able to so verify that. I saw that drug. too. But that's true, huh? It was Andy Summers. I mm-hmm. mean, I listened to the guitar mm-hmm. parts. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Andy Summers. I, I, mm-hmm. Being a guitar player mm-hmm. and a police, you know, well, I'll say it, police nutswinger. Um, <laughs> I, I have no shame. 
Um, I can tell that was Andy Summers. I don't know why you're getting mad about that. They're a great band. Also, um, Range War with Lee Ving, who's played uh, Mr. Body in in Clue, was uh, did some of the songs for this soundtrack as well. Yeah, there was a song from uh, Fear on that, right? Fear. Um, It's it's Range War, but it's yeah, basically it's Fear. Yeah, it's country version of Fear. Mm -hmm. So there was a budget somewhere for to hire these people. Go ahead, Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah like adam said i mean like maybe that guy that they dragged out of there maybe he actually he was the original guy that wrote the movie maybe and they were getting rid of him to make their own script maybe which became I mean, this I, movie i mean i understand 1991 was a was a crazy time and you know they had this the blockbusters but i mean there were cheesy movies that were fun in this 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 year i mean it has nothing but trouble which is one of my favorite films even though i know it's cheesy and silly I love Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. But so. you know what? It was This movie is fun, too, because you don't know what's coming next. After all this, this movie crap. Just, crap is coming movie. next. <laughs> I know. Another, you, another scene. I, of crap I actually want to see how much worse or how much more crap can we no, actually see? No, no. So this is like ICP <laughs> big money wrestlers. OK, I, I know. I, I have to agree, though. I was I kind of had to keep going because I know Adam said that it took him a while. He had to kind of stop it and do something and come back. And I'm sure a lot of you felt the same way. I, I kind so of come really, back. I really kind of wanted to, <laughs> to know. I was like, this has to make more sense. Right. It, it has to be going somewhere. There's right. got to be more. I mean, there there wasn't really, right. but I kept <laughs> feeling like that's why I, that's what kept me coming back. So oh, the ending actually ruined it for me. I mean, first of all, I thought yes, it was it, a bunch of vignettes, but I was like, right. finally by the end, I was like starting to accept all the ridiculous premise of the <laughs> movie. And then they just like I don't know, they just like undid a lot of it, and it just bothered. They me. did. And then they left one thing. We'll get to that at the end too. But one thing that I, they left in there that really made no no sense at all after seeing what the Mahomes movie was about. But yes. uh, where did I leave off at? Uh, so the kid goes driving again. So he, he's looking for these stupid Motorama cards. Apparently nobody ever played. You know, at, at this time everybody stopped playing it. So he's basically the only one out there looking for these cards. And he stops at this gas station, and this guy is like obsessed about this kite. And I, I forget what the. The whole thing with the picture with the cop was about anybody remember yeah he, he said that he was um a cop showed up and he was friends with the cop and he shook the hand and that was a big deal to him and they wanted mm-hmm. him to like show the fact that he was friendly with a cop on the national news or something and he was like no um i don't care what other people think about me the only person i care about who thinks about me he is, wanted to show god or something god. Right? okay yes, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so he put the picture on a kite and flew the kite and it's like why do you think God would be impressed that you're friends with a policeman? <laughs> <laughs> Makes absolutely you're no just, sense. Just, just hearing you describe this movie is bringing all the pain back. But go ahead. <laughs> yes, thanks. Thanks for putting contextual wise of why I yeah. You're gonna get some more, Lou. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to get the, the, the clear stuff out. Maybe the guy I got a bottle this. of Jim Bean vanilla, brand new, ready to open. <laughs> Can't see this either. But maybe maybe only aspartame I drink is why I like this movie. You know that um, might that might be you know there is a state <laughs> about aspartame and brain loss. So I mean, it's that's it could be why. But uh, yeah, that that gas attendant is just like a freaking wacko, and uh, the kid gets afraid. You know, he asks him for the Motorama cards, and then the, the guy goes fumbling around looking for him and then uh that cop shows up and then the kid's kind of like freaked out because now the cop's gonna suspect you know where, well how's this kid driving this car so he kind of hides and then he bumps into that shelf and then he finds a bunch of motorama car motorama cards and uh yeah but everyone's supposed to think he's an adult right I mean, right and like which adult. is so weird that, that... i see he, the cop is the only one that's gonna care why right nobody yeah. else seems to give a shit that he's 10 and right. on his own and driving around but the cop will 
yeah. he wouldn't care either. So <laughs> I mean, is it, it weird depends. that the kid did not yell once throughout the entire film, stranger danger? I mean, come on. <laughs> he <laughs> kind of was the danger. I don't know. Yeah, he was the stranger danger. Kid. We'll get to a scene later on then. Yeah, you're right. He's Heisenberg. Right. He is the danger. You're right. <laughs> he's <laughs> Heisenberg. God. Oh, he's a little shit. I actually didn't like this character oh. at all. Nobody did. Nobody, I, nobody I, likes this film. Everyone, every character I, in this why is did bad. He, wait, wait. Why did everybody hate the kid so much? I actually didn't. He untied that string. I was, yes, I was going to get to okay, that. Well, that he, was he is a twerp. Do, but... he, is the, he, is the, he is the chaotic evil of this film. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Really. Regardless of how you feel about Phil as a character, I mean, let's face it, who didn't see that coming? That demise. But I mean, he didn't deserve that treatment from the kid. No. <laughs> I, I, the so track, I have to admit, Wayne, that was the one part of the film that made me laugh was Phil's face. Ah! The gas guy, the gas station attendant, the one that yeah, was yeah, yeah. That, at the end with the cat. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jesus freak, yes. Well, I thought it was going to be because I, this is back when I thought the movie was going to be fairly normal. Right. This is the scene that, like, I wrote a bunch oh, of you notes poor summer ten child. minutes before oh, I watched you it. You poor summer child. Yeah, I, I wrote you know, a bunch of. I was obsessed with this scene until I realized the rest of the movie was just as batshit crazy as this. <laughs> but I was like, this guy seems so de- dedicated to going to heaven, and right. he forced him into a position to have to lie to the police, who he already established was his friend. I thought that was going to be something that the kid was going to regret, and that they were going to like, he was going to feel bad about for the rest of the movie. Right. Oh, had nothing to do with it. Nothing. See, that would have been an interesting character well, development, but unfortunately, we're watching this film anyway. <laughs> did anybody Adam. see the trailer? Out of curiosity, I know there was a trailer. I posted it. Complete false advertising, a la Firefest. I mean, you're oh, watching yeah. the trailer. You think it's going to be a different movie? Lou, Lou, yeah. it's no longer Firefest. It's now called the We Were Young. Festival. We were young. Yeah. We, when we were young. <laughs> fest, yes, oh my right. god. Adam, mess. remember I told oh, God, you that. Manny just left. Tara, Tara calls me up. She goes, did you see this when we were young fest? It looks like Firefest. She's like, I, I bet said, you no, I said, I want to go on record that I know that this is complete bullshit and this is not going to go down the way people think it's going to go down. That's <laughs> all I'm well, I didn't even know they were on it, the though. fest until they freaking saw the poster. Oh, wow. Really? But Live Nation is attached poster. to it, though. I'm not saying it's really. I'm just saying the way that it's advertise i'm like this is not going to go down the way people think it is but who knows no, maybe it well, will maybe it'll be yeah, well. you, yeah you know no, september well. in las vegas it's not no, going well. to be a disaster you know when we well, were be young it'll be a shit show completely yeah, no matter when we what. were first of all when we were young fest who wants to be reminded that they're no longer young so they can go fuck themselves all right go back <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I would not want to see afi open for paramore that's just me but you know I mean, that's the one band I actually would want to see in the entire group of bands is that band. Yeah, me too. It could be worse. AFI could be opening for this film. All right, go ahead. Wait. Oh, all right. <laughs> all and right, and wait. It might make it better. Cruel, it might Maddie. make it better. It might make it better. Uh, but yeah, I, I was upset with the kid when he, he let the, the kite go. I mean, that was yeah. terrible. You know, and then, then the guy ran down the road and he got hit by a truck. I felt yeah. even more worse. You know? I thought he was dead, <laughs> but that was funny. Right. I thought so too. I thought, I thought so he died too. too. I'm, I'm, I was actually more happy that you know that I was like, hey, he's at least away from this film. But like narratively, why would you do that? Why, like, what are you trying to establish for this kid character-wise? He's he's an asshole. Well, right. he's he's yeah. an abused kid. He does. He's kind of you know he is a shit, but I don't think he's always a shit. Don't you think that the ending is sort of him? kind of redeeming i mean we won't talk like that we can get to that but no no, no that's you can spoil what I, it. I mean like people are gonna watch this film anyway. <laughs> that's what i oh, thought like no, we'll, we'll get there when we get there we'll get there when we get there yeah okay yeah, 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 yeah. at this point sorry, of the movie sorry chaotic at this good, point right. of movie he's an asshole 
Yes, right. you're yes. right. You're right. At this yeah. point in the movie, I want his car to crash off the cliff. But <laughs> no, I don't want his car to crash because it's a nice Mustang. I don't want the car to crash. I just want anyway. Him to fall off. Then let them fly out the windshield. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Wayne. But Anthony Too takes off and he, he gets to a motel, which is another weird thing. He gets to that the uh, the attendant at the motel, that and uh, the best. Yeah. Eraserhead yep. himself. <laughs> Eraserhead. Yes. She's you, dead, man. wrapped in plastic. <laughs> and again, <laughs> he doesn't have any concern that he's a ten year old boy. The squirrels made it. The squirrels made it. And uh, he asks him about girls in the room or whatever because it's going to cost extra. And then uh, you know the kid gets into the room. And then all of a sudden, the guy comes knocking at the door, and he's like, "If you see any squirrels, bring them to me." Like, what, what the was hell? That? <laughs> what was but that? Then about? the next day, is he gassing those? Squirrels? He's gassing the squirrels. Yes, he's, he's he gassing. is okay. That's what I thought. I was like, "This is horrifying." Yeah, he actually yeah. is gassing the squirrels. He oh my god! Why is he killing the squirrels? I don't know. He apparently because they're after his like nuts, squirrels. obviously. <laughs> well, you know, though, I am happy to say that no animals were injured on the set of this film, which is far more than I can say for any human who went through the pain of watching it. <laughs> oh, so there, there weren't any real squirrels in that wooden box that you couldn't see into. And you I'm couldn't sure see into. Uh, it's that's that's a that's a Schrodinger uh, squirrel there. You don't okay. know if the squirrel is in there or not, it's, or is yeah. alive. It's Schrodinger. <laughs> So but when he when he left the motel the next day, there was a squirrel on the ground that he swirled, uh, swerved he around. He didn't kill it. Yeah. No, he didn't, he didn't kill it. But this is also when we find out the contest prize is $500 right. million, dollars, right. which is a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money. Like, I looked it up. There was 66 billionaires in 1990, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like there wasn't that many people who had $500 million in the entire right. on the entire planet. So the fact Rothschild, that this Koch brothers, Bernie yeah. Sanders, who else? Not just kidding. <laughs> the fact that this, this is this Pablo is a, like a ridiculous prize, and it's like it never expires. No, uh, yeah, right. right. Yeah, it never expires because it, it can never win. But no, yeah, nobody cares about this game, but this kid apparently. Okay, and yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'll just go out there and admit it. I'm the idiot that looked it up and said this was Motorama a real game. Sorry, I have to just say that. I really was like, maybe it was a real game at some point in some weird states out there, but no, it's not. Real oh, and I kept calling it for anyone Motorama. else wondering the same thing out there. It's not a real game. But then a lot of characters were calling it Motorama, right? And then others were calling it Motorama. So I was like, I don't know, maybe it's an accent thing, but yeah. I call it Motorama. Motorama. That's yeah. what I call it too. But uh, even at that hotel, he actually he was going through the cards and he did find one of the letters. So, you know, we're kind of getting to something in this. Out world. of how many of those cards? Good Lord. I know. I mean, that, you know, if, if you can't tell this is a right? scam, buy that. Right. Exactly. Well, but I see that. 12 this, right. Or, what 10 or whatever. Yeah. I was doing blackjack counting by that time. You can do math. You can tell that mm, something's not right here. <laughs> well, it seemed like they were geographically dispersed, right? The M's were in one place. The O's were in another place. Like. They weren't random. You had to go on a road trip to get. He was in a lot of different right. He was asking those questions too. He was yeah. asking those questions. He asked that question in the garage. Right. So he was cognizant of it. So I think he was cognizant that that you know me, you know maybe he was just being desperate trying to get money. But mm-hmm. right. no, but you're right. I think he figured out that you have to be in different places to get the different letters. It's kind of like the Monopoly game at McDonald's. You know, you always get like almost all the the, th- the pieces. That one. Well, that was, that was a scam. You know that, right? Like this guy. Well, that's that's right. Yeah. I watched the, there was a documentary about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. That's why you know that's kind of why I like this movie too because it does show you that these kind of things most most of the time end up being just scams. You know, they just want you to spend more money. So at least it makes sense in that kind of a way, right? Right. But at least you're getting five dollars worth of gas, which is a, a ton of gas back in those days. Ninety-one, yeah. probably. Yeah. Right. 
probably uh, a I, dollar I a wasn't gallon. driving in 91, but I'm no, sure it was, it was a dollar a gallon. Like oh, later on, man. I remember my dad getting mad about that. Mad about a yeah. dollar a gallon. Yeah. Ooh. Can you <laughs> imagine? So yeah, right. <laughs> I paid I paid eighty nine cents once in the nineties, and that was the cheapest I ever paid. I think okay, never, it was in, like one fifteen. Okay, in yeah. New York, I, I think it was that. like ninety seven. For some reason, gas went below a dollar, and the oh. lines were insane. I mean, it was just it was a madness. Everybody was like going yeah, up. I lived it was. My dad had a gas pump at his gas station, so I, I remember gas being ninety seven cents it was a gallon. Like 90, yeah, it was like ninety seven. Maybe on Long Island, it was like ninety five. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. crazy cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got an eighty nine like or or again. It was in Georgia, and the gas station was called El Cheapo. <laughs> those were actually <laughs> yes. awesome gas stations. They had a bur- they had oh, a, you know they those. Had a borough. Yeah. They have a borough as a thing. There was one in Charleston, South Carolina. I remember. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Represent. Cool. <laughs> uh, so after that whole debacle, then he stops at uh, True Towers of Southern Bell now, no longer a Northerner. I am, yes, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, are, are, you, are, you down in, are you down in Chucktown? I'm in Chuck. I'm in the Chuck. I'm sorry. Eh, you know, I mean, less whiskey, and, less whiskey next time. My glass can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do that as a joke because because I remember when it was I, I was there from 03 to 07, and I remember people like sh- they were shooting like the Notebook and everything there, oh, and all gosh. that craziness. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that bridge was on in every dang movie under were the you sun. You stand in for hey, uh, Ryan Gosling. Hey, oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. They film quite a bit of things here. I mean, there's definitely a lot of filming going on for sure around uh, he, here. Um, I think he played I stay the out elephant. of the. I stay out of it though. I go to work. I come home. <laughs> I'm old. I don't know. I wouldn't want to go there because traffic sucks <laughs> at four thirty. Because I remember <laughs> for God, it's worse now. You didn't it's hear me? Worse now. Oh, I, oh, I bet. <laughs> I, I left. Worse. You didn't hear me, did you, James? Oh, I heard you. I'm ignoring best, so. you completely. <laughs> I told him he played the elephant in the. Uh, oh, oh, oh I, I should have oh. that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's another God. film David Lynch director, The Elephant Man. That was a good one. Yes, oh, that, is good. Yeah, that was a good one. This is not him. <laughs> <One>. <laughs> good time. But um, the the name of the gas station that he goes to, where he sees the guy with the kite, is his name Phil. Yeah. Uh, Phil, yeah. Does anyone notice the name of the gas or the gas station? No, I did not. Yes, it, Chimera. Yes, and mm. I know that it's a Greek goddess, but do you know what it also means? No. It means something that is unattainable, that is absolutely yes. impossible ah. to get. So oh, I thought that was like really interesting <laughs> that they put that in there. I was like, oh, I was like, that's cool. Because that it's kind of about like how Motorama, like the whole thing. That's is really cool. That oh. actually is very cool. One good thing about the movie. I, mean, I, thought, yeah. I had to I, find some like little foreshadowing. beacon of light. <laughs> I thought the name Phil was kind of dumb for a gas station attendant. It reminded me of like Kermit the Frog. In the uh, like, great mu- in uh, the Muppet takes Manhattan, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, when he he gets amnesia and he sees a filler up sign, he's like, "My name's Phil." Oh, Phil, filler up, <laughs> <laughs> fill up, Phil. No, fill up, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So after the motel thing, he goes to the Grand Canyon, and this is where the the scene where these two random people just come up and ask the kid if they can use his car to have sex in it, and he wasn't even paying attention to them, and they just went and did whatever they wanted to do well, what in front of people in? of with their kids walking around. My note just says. Who are these people? Like, right? <laughs> they're not even in the what is in, going in the cast, here? right? <laughs> they're, they're not even on the DVD. 
No, there okay. probably were real life couple just walked in and go, oh, there's a nice car. <laughs> oh, here's 20 bucks. Here, here's here's a hundred bucks. Go screw in the car for, for an yeah. fulfillment. And, and that's how xvideos.com was born. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you. They had to have gotten there in a car themselves, right? I would imagine so. Yeah, so why, yeah, why unless they, they hitchhiked. Car? Unless they hitchhiked there. Well, they probably didn't want to get their car dirty. You know. I mean, let's, let's, well, yeah, yeah. let's be honest. Did you really? Did you really want to like you know have naked naked sex in your own car when you can smell up somebody else's car? I thought for sure that like um, the next scene. What? They, they <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that a real question? The next scene, oh, it was it was a trap. Was him driving for activating the trap? Adam saying, "Hold on, dude." No, no, no. I'm just saying. I I thought the next scene was him driving around the road. He was going to look at the back seat, and he was still going to be there, like having sex or something. That's right. Yeah, I was expecting that too. I did think that they come along for the ride. No pun intended. In more ways than one. Right. I will say this: as as an Uber driver, they used to drive passengers around the late night ones. Oh, they tried to get into hanky panky till I put on the brakes, turned back, and said, "Unless you want this shit on next hamster, put the dick back in your pants." <laughs> so I can tell you, they don't want to get their cars dirty. But uh, well, yeah, the, uh, that that was the joke. But half of it, I thought, was like, you know, it'd be a fun comedic scene when the tire bursts and he almost wrecks it, and right. he goes back in there holding onto the thing. They just pop up out of the back seat. Right, right. You would think that yeah, would exactly, but no, we couldn't even get sense. that. No. Nope. That, that would make sense, it. and once again, we're 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 in a film that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so it makes sense. <laughs> I can't no, believe you doesn't. wrecked it. Wrecked it. I nearly killed it. Uh, anyway, so anyway, yes, he does get to the mechanic shop after he blows his tire, and that's well, where I, Garrett Morris and Michael Pollard. What's that? Adam? So one more thing back to that scene. So <laughs> yes, when she orgasms in the back seat. He yes, finds the yes. letter, and I feel like they were trying to contrast her orgasming of to course, him finding yes. the next letter, right? Yes, yes. I thought the same thing. Okay. Do you Does remember what the letter was? It was oh. an O. Oh, it was yeah. the O. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone Simultaneous think that o there face. was an, like, a kind of disproportionate amount of outdoor peeing in this movie? <laughs> there was like a lot of times when people right. were just peeing. Well, you you know, children. people from New like York children. say that there's a lot of outdoor peeing. You know there's a lot but of outdoor peeing. I'm just saying, like, there's <laughs> usually in movies, you can go through a whole movie and never see somebody pee outside once. I think I counted like six times when some people right. were peeing outside. I just thought that Too was bad. odd. Was Too bad nobody peed on the script. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and, and plus, well, he, they uh, did. That's why we got what we got. Anyway, sorry. Uh, wait, go ahead. And plus, they kept telling you that his father was in the bathroom, too. So there's a lot of bathroom uh, references. There's a lot of bathroom too. references, yeah. That's a very good point. I'm not going to say it. Maybe they, should, maybe they should have drowned this one in the bathtub. Say it. Because this film belongs in the shitter. Oh, there I saw oh, it. come on. No. <laughs> I, Unbelievable. So anyway, he gets to the mechanic shop to fix their tire. And he asks them if, he has the, if they have any uh, Motorama cards. And they give him some. And then uh, th- this is where we find out that nobody plays this game anymore. And um, I forget what else happens after that. Nothing really. I mean, they fix his tire and he goes driving off somewhere else. No, no, he, he becomes the annoying kid from Home Alone 2 where he's just asking a bunch of questions while they're trying to get work done. Right. Yeah. So nothing really happens. Um, so then after that, they fix the tire, stops along the way to look through the cards. And, the, and then the cop pops up again and... Uh, you know, he jumps in the other seat, and he, again he asks him where his father is, and that's like what I just said. He's at the bathroom again, or you know, taking he's a piss in the in the forest, in the bushes or, in the, or whatever. Because of yeah. diabetes, we do get uh, a diabetes nice montage though in there. 
A, a montage of what? Uh, him just scratching cards while he's driving and, yeah. and throwing oh, yes, him out yes, the window. Yes. So yep. annoying. Sorry. I hope they picked up the garbage after they that were done filming me. those scenes. Littering, <laughs> littering is wrong. People. That annoyed me. I mean, like, how did this casting director get Garrett Morris and freaking Michael J. Pollard, like two of the best character actors ever? And again, I emphasize it was a mound of cocaine and cheap prostitutes from the Bunny Ranch. Sir, sir, about that. There are no cheap hookers at the Bunny Ranch, all right? Yeah, they're very expensive. And well, how my, would you my, know? Um, because, hypothesis. oh, oh, Lou, have I not told you Oh, that's right. Before? You grew up around I there. grew up a half a mile from there on my bus route. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we went by it every <laughs> single day. Yeah, oh, yeah. in, in, in uh, Mount House, Nevada, where the Moonlight Bunny Ranch is located, there is only one bus route that takes all those kids to Dayton, uh, the Dayton school system in Dayton, Nevada. Yeah. And I happened to be one of those kids and my dad lived a half a mile from there. And we, I was taking the bus. We'd have to go past Red Rock road, which is the split off to moonlight road, which is where the brothel is. Mm. And we yeah, would rules. go anyway. Go ahead. It is awful. It looks like a freaking trailer park, man. You see better. You see better trailer parks in Florida. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I was at the, the area 51 visitor center in Nevada and there's an like alien brothel next door. Yes. Yeah. Really? Alien I thought brothel. they were joking. I like there's a diner in the back of the convenience store. So I like went there and they were like, there's a brothel next door. And I was like, haha, it's funny. Like, no, really, there's like a brothel next door. So the only the only three counties that don't have brothels in them yeah. are Clark, Washoe, and Carson. And, and, and story reason? and story for most part, because story's so small, but yeah. Why don't they have brothels there? Are there no women in that town that want to be working? Oh, uh, that, that's that's <laughs> Reno, Las Vegas, and Carson City. No, Those are the right. three big cities. No, I got you. They want right. to take away from the gambling. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I think you go to a brothel, you're gambling anyway. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so after all Good that. He, he's driving more and then he runs out of gas and he stops at this place to eat. And this is where we get flea from the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> Why does he always play a mentally deranged right. human being? It's like completely like simple and weird. Yeah. Right. I but mean, he's, that's this, the best thing he does though, where he acts like, you know, that's, that's no, cool. I, I, I enjoy that's the hell thing, out of man. him being a nihilist and big and big Lebowski. Yeah, but you know what's interesting about Flea? If you read his book, Blue, he's actually a very smart guy. Yeah, unlike yeah. his image. Yeah. Unlike his image, he's actually a very smart, very smart guy. Anyway, the, yeah. he's definitely on a higher level of intelligence. He was a trained jazz musician. Yeah, his parents were like insane musicians, right? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, or are. Maybe they're still alive. I don't know. But yeah. Yes, they are. Don't follow Wayne, Manny. Don't follow Wayne. <laughs> this is where we get the, the kids with the glasses and the, the right. noses and the mustache. What yeah, the, hell? Yeah, the, the, the Groucho Marx starter kit is right. supposed to be the thing that is uh, is uh, supposed to be his big disguise. But right. they the, sell them well, in a vending machine. Right. What is that? In the Why? restaurant. Where is the restaurant? It's the well, same the first, place. The first thing that goes to my mind is because you see all these kids walking out the door wearing mm-hmm. them. And you yeah. hear all these kids' voices, and I'm like, oh, that's smart. Like, for ADR purposes, it, like, hides their mouths so they can just mm. add kids' voices later on. But it becomes, like, a big plot point, these glasses and, and, and mustaches. Because yeah. right. then he goes and buys them. plot point, but yes. And he puts them on, and he acts like he's the building inspector. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't realize he was buying Groucho uh, glasses. I thought he was buying a pack of Marlboro Reds from right. that vending yeah. machine. I was right. like, oh, I missed those. Tara, you remember those? At the oh. <laughs> yeah. now, it's all, this, now it's all American oh, spirit. You oh, know, man. Hipster, and this disguise fools people, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It fools, it fools the cook. <laughs> yeah. It, it fools it, everybody. It, yeah, including Wayne, who liked this movie. Yeah. Yeah, the whole time I'm like, oh, come the fuck on, please. <laughs> this is where I, I was like, we're not in, in reality right now. I mean, no. <laughs> something it's like whoever, it's off. like the God of this world is like a flat earth God. You know what I mean? It's just right. nothing makes sense about it. <laughs> yeah. Any flat earthers here? Yeah, really. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I like to and, and see, and see what type of movies he likes and see what Flat Earth is all about. Okay. At least when around Halloween, I recommended Demoni and Demoni 2. So that was a good film. You know, those, yeah, those were those were cheesy. <laughs> Maybe on fun. your round world, but on the flat world, it on sucks. The, you know, and, and, you're and, flat and, and, Greg, and Greg did rock and roll, which was, a, your cheesy, round world. You know, was a cheap, it was a cheap made film, but it was actually good. This had a budget and was awful. Right. I just you, do you, you think said this that film would have been right? good fodder for MSC3K? Yes, definite fodder it would have been better. You know, the, budget, the budget wasn't huge, but I have to say, like, I think that they probably spent most of that budget on the actors. Right. Right? I mean, because they had quite a bit my, of people that were famous at the time. My hypothesis. For just a few, a few moments, but still, I mean, they did not spend much on obviously on sets or right. script costumes or, or any yeah they really they, I think they just anything. sent the scenes that the actors were in they were like we want you to be in this scene in a movie they didn't send them the whole script so for each scene it was like okay the scene you know maybe it's a good movie and this is just the one weird scene that i'm in or something <laughs> and then like they that. see the movie and they're like <laughs> this is what the rooms, this is not <laughs> that's actually that's interesting... how they did it that's an interesting perspective like they, they almost play way. out like vignettes right. then with Starring the said actors, well, so, uh, except, except it's again, not Tarantino just, and it's not Four Rooms. I think, and, yeah. <laughs> I think James and Tara and Adam are right. I think the influence of David Lynch is very strong in it, but it's not. It's just not well made. Uh, it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. It, it's it. There's no. It's not. David Lynch movies aren't linear. You know they they, but there's a point to them. Whether it's Blue Velvet or. Um, What's that uh, highway film? I didn't care for that. Lost one. Highway. Thank you. Thank you. Which I didn't know the soundtrack. Definitely. But even if you don't like the film, you can step back away from a David Lynch film and go, well, I don't really care for this film, but you can tell it's made by an artist. You can tell that there's thought behind it, you know. And this movie, I think, took the influence, but didn't take any of the artistic, you know, integrity or whatever you want, word you want to use behind the making of it. I agree 100% Manny honestly that's exactly what I was kind of trying to sort of terribly you know say before that it's just there was the idea there they had this idea and I feel like whoever did this sort of did definitely I think definitely was influenced or like David Lynch but the execution was just completely off and terrible Mm -hmm. and, and it was just not but I could see where they were coming from with it you know I do now that you guys are talking about it when uh I think it was Lou that mentioned David Lynch earlier, or James, the influence of it. Honestly, I didn't see it until you guys started talking about it. Now I think about it, and I go, yeah. David Lynch, was he, did he, uh, Blue, uh, did Blue Velvet already had Blue come Velvet. out and won an Oscar, right? Yeah, Blue Velvet came out in 86. Oh, 86? Oh, man, I'm so old. Yeah, he did Dune, then he did Blue Velvet, then he 
I think there was a, a, a break in between films and then he did uh, Twin yeah. Peaks. And he did Wild and Yeah, Heart. which was an art, which Wild was uh, Heart, at right. that time he was uh, a critic's darling, if I remember correctly. Well, uh, Twin Peaks, well, I love the first season and I, yeah. I love the show in general. The problem is the networks forced him to say who killed Laura Palmer. The key to the show was never finding out who killed Laura Palmer. So this is what happens. Why, how do we get into this conversation? Because it kind of leans into the, the influence of this film that David Lynch probably had on this film without, of course, Lynch knowing. So I think it's weird enough that like, you think it's a murder mystery um, and you think maybe it's linear, but you just don't have enough information. But if you knew David Lynch, you would know that it's possible that it's not linear and that it's not going to make sense in the end. And I think that that when that sunk in with the audience, when that sunk in with the network executives, they wanted him to change the style, which didn't really work. Because I, I'll be honest, I'm not a big David Lynch fan. Tara is. I'm not either. I'm part, not either. part of the reason is because I like I like to understand what's happening and why. And I know like a lot of stuff is... David Lynch has said that everything has meaning, but like he doesn't explain it all to the audience. He doesn't spoon feed it. And I, I kind of like that stuff to be spoon fed to me sometimes. I'll well, be honest, what threw me off about this film, I mean, look at the poster that Wayne has as his uh, backdrop. It's nice and colorful. You see Drew Barrymore. There's a dragon there too, which I never really noticed. Oh, that is pretty cool. Oh, I never the, noticed that either. The, yeah. It's but the, that's the chimera. The chimera. It's the symbol. Well, yeah. actually, chimera is supposed to have a lion's head, if I'm correct. It is supposed to, but it's but you it know. does breathe fire. Once again, the, you're, you're, you're actually fire, using proper, so. you know, context and everything in this, and mm. we're talking right. about. And it actually has the snake's uh, head as a tail. Um, you you know, but you look at the film and you're like, wow, that's really colorful. And then, you know, and you think nah. Drew Barrymore is going to be in the movie? And you Absolutely. think and we still haven't <laughs> even gotten to that part yet? Because <laughs> we be haven't good. gotten out of the restaurant yet with Flea who uh, goes looking for all these things that this kid knows so he can siphon the gas out of this couple that comes into the restaurant. He can Mary siphon Warren off, by the way. That's who the actress is. She was... And who's in, the actor? Because uh, I can't remember his name. I know who he is. He played... Um, He's been on Seinfeld, a lot of stuff. Seinfeld's yes. father's uh, nemesis. Right, yes. Jack, okay. Jack yep. Clamp or something Thank like you. that. Thank you. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar. Uh, the, 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 thing I, the thing I remember that always is like, it, it reminds me of Matilda. It reminds me of Danny DeVito and... Um, oh That's God, Smoochie. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, Reed, no, Reed Radner and, and, right. and Danny DeVito. But yeah. like, instead, it sounds like Danny DeVito and her, except now it's like played by Tony Soprano and, yeah. the, and, and the woman from My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I, character from My Cousin Vinny. And, I think... But, Matilda flashed my mind as coming. well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and but, uh, I, you know. but I remember Mary Warner very well because she was in the suicidal tendencies video for institutionalized in 93. So, uh, you know, that she's cool with me, but uh, I, I hope she got a decent payday for this. <laughs> she, she's like a cult queen, right? Yeah. Very so, big cult uh, queen her, from her first film, I think was sugar cookies in uh, which is a, a, a lesbian murder mystery. Mm. soft core lesbian murder mystery it's the only triple x film to not make any money apparently <laughs> interesting uh so anyway while the kid's still playing to be the uh health inspector a real health inspector comes into the the uh the restaurant and then he finds flea making all this noise and everything and then flea ends up hitting him on the head with the pan which is <laughs> hilarious that was funny <laughs> and then he's all freaked out about it like you know that he did that 
because uh, then he's helping the kid siphon the gas. And then those two couples, the two cup, the two people that came in the restaurant who he's siphoning the gas from, they find him and then they hit the kid in the face really hard. <laughs> and then you see them, you know, bring kidnapped him, you know, basically, and then brought them to the motel. And he's got this big red eye and they call a doctor in there and he's going to have to remove his eye if he didn't take care of it right away. And they didn't want him to take care of it. So they just left it. And they gave the kid a patch, which is why he has a patch. You can see behind me. Yeah, but that's the wrong eye. A, A, that's the wrong eye. No, it was? No. It's the wrong eye. That was his left eye. They got got the shiner. One punch will not do that Um, to you. Actually, it's flipped around on my screen. It is on the left eye. No, actually, wait a minute. That still looks wrong. No, that's right. You're right. I feel like it was not Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. By the way, did anybody realize that the chef in the uh, in, 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 in the in the in the restaurant was one of the bobs, bobs from Office from Space? Space yeah. I was going to say no. that was somebody. He looked so familiar, but I could not figure out who it was. He was one of the bobs that was not John C. McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly do you do here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just so like the the more that the the movie went on, the longer it went on, the more badass this kid looked. I mean, he had patch, right. then he had tattoos, his hair is all messed up, and he's just one sleeve and just like fuck everything. He just right. didn't even care anymore. He was kind of badass, like towards yeah, the, towards poser the end. chic. <laughs> <laughs> Although he wasn't wow. poser though, because he'd really wow, you just called it, out man. a kid like that. He's pretty hardcore. He was he was pretty hardcore, Luke. Come on now. <laughs> all right, let's see if he could survive an agnostic front pit next. <laughs> 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 so now this is the part where drew barrymore the big drew barrymore scene comes on and uh because he's daydreaming because you know he's out of it and uh like you guys said she's on there for like what 20 20 seconds if that right but they even market it so as if the if the yeah. the girl of your dreams something whatever it says I mean, the girl of right. your dreams you floor dream girl that's what there's, there's, it says uh there's only one way to win the girl of, of your her. dreams so right. this scene warrants hit in the face of the pan. All right, go ahead. Discussion, right? Because first of all, they—I don't know why the doctor says it's up to these two. Like, if he's supposed to be an adult in this, or people think right. he's adult, I don't know why it's up to the, the these. They're not even his legal guardian. They don't even exactly. say he's the legal guardian. They're like, oh, he's not his. They're like, he's not yeah. ours. They're not our kid. We just <laughs> found kid. this kid. It cuts to her. <laughs> drawing lipstick all over his face right he's just having the time of his life laughing psycho moment that was a psychotic (laughs) moment it freaked me out it's insinuated sorry adam go ahead no 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 please no go ahead no please you well because i was going to say i read the wikipedia plot summary and in in that they say that it's insinuated in this scene that they sexually abuse him that's it i was about to say which i did not get from viewing but that's apparently the accepted plot synopsis of the scene that's pretty yeah. disturbing, and that's that, when he's dreaming of Drew Barrymore. Is when he's that's going to say. Oh, oh, that, that, like, that, that fucked that, me up that a little bit. That's different. That makes that's very really different. disturbing. I don't guys. like yeah. that at all. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, wait, 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 how want... do you like this movie? If this is like a disturbing, <laughs> all right, that part's not that good. Right? Adam, where on the no, puppet but... did your daddy touch you? I mean, seriously, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I'm, this is from Wikipedia. I didn't get this from. No, myself. but I mean, it's actually if you think about it, because he starts. What is he? She's the woman says something to the doctor. What about Mister? something she says a weird name like a clown name and then the next scene is him putting makeup on and then all of a sudden she he's over the kid right putting makeup on him so right. actually that kind of might make sense i don't, I don't care morning, for that, goes, that 
like and idea there's a scene where he like washes the makeup off his face right in like and a it's dirty like, it's a dirty water yeah, yeah there's a tire there and he's putting the dirty water on his face and super weird it was so the, again a director trying to make a deeper connection to the audience that doesn't exist that is not justified by the rest of no. right. right yeah well, i guess they're trying to put this kid through the ringer they're trying to think of every everything that could turn this kid into a man on this road trip but I feel like well, that's just too far. Hello, that's, you that's just not said turning something. Him into a man. That's giving him a sexual assault. <laughs> so, right, yeah. but you guys are, you're hell? saying this, and do you notice what happens to him, Wayne? Like what happens to him as he goes on? Go ahead, Wayne. What ha- what happens to him? What he gets? You don't notice how he changes. Why not? Yes, he changes appearance. into yeah. right. Yeah, his whole appearance, his whole entire appearance changes. He starts. He, he starts to be a, a man, basically. Old, yeah. yeah. As he runs out of that room, she says, "Oh." This guy says uh, you can keep the gas, keep right? The so gas. they, right? They so they swap the so, so, sexual so, favors right. for gas. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is yeah. This is really this is a really good. Uh... It just got really more much more disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> There's money on the dresser because that's I'm just what you're worth. <laughs> the money's on the dresser, darling. I'm through with you. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, my my only comment that's, about that's, that's that's Frank Sinatra of Saturday Night Live, Tom Hartman. Right. Uh, <laughs> Pops and buzzes. You couldn't it, get away with doing that now at all. Something like that. You should have been able to get away with that. No, you shouldn't have. But I, you, I mean, I know, look, in context, you know how in South Park, when Ike slept with the teacher and the cop said, nice, this isn't nice. This right. isn't nice at all. Right. You know, well, like, the thing is, yeah. that's a serious subject matter, to put it mildly. And it could have been explored in an artistic way. Unfortunately, this wasn't the film. You know, yeah. it was yeah. just used as a plot device to get this kid to be a grown up, which is, but, but did you catch that the wrong I, film I for this? Yeah, like, I didn't catch that meaning of this scene. Did, did you guys all notice that? Like, no, no I didn't know that until you brought not. that up. I, yeah, no. I sure as hell did not catch that meeting. I thought he was in a fever dream because he got he got punched in the eye. That's what I right. thought. Yeah, right. I basically I mean, thought he was just dreaming about a sort of hot girl or whatever. I don't know. I but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I certainly didn't part that meaning into the film. Regardless, as a parent, I would not subject my kid to act in this film. Absolutely not. Thanks, thanks, Adam. You just brought everybody down. Well, if Adam was going to bring it up, I was because that's what I read too. Well, we all didn't notice until Adam had to bring it up. Well, if it sucks. Somebody yeah. likes this movie and it watches it numerous times and hasn't caught on to it. And yet. look, we scared the pretty one in the room that's out. It. I don't I, believe I, that. I throw, I throw the 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 DVD that you can't see. Yeah, it's gone now. No, but maybe, maybe the guy who wrote the Wikipedia <laughs> didn't it. know what he was talking about. Maybe like he's wrong and like he just well, don't, it, try, it is, don't try to change the story now, Adam. What well, is Wikipedia? <laughs> but you know. it is Wikipedia. You know, facts that you know. But Abraham it, it, Lincoln said everything on Wikipedia is true. On the it next Red Star review, New Wave Hookers, the non-Tracy Lords edition. Very good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It does make sense though when you put it that way. And yeah, that's it's pretty fucked up. So I can see that's what happened there. Remember, Wayne, this was your recommendation. This was your choice. All right. It's, it does, still doesn't make it a bad movie, though. Uh, no, after no, that, I'm just saying that. <laughs> no, seriousness. Uh, a subject like that, that that would have been an interesting, not interesting plot point in a good way. Right. But it would have been, you know, if you're going to take a film into a darker road and go that dark, right. they could have explored that. But they could have. Once again, but, this is the I mean, wrong person. I'm not sure if this film. 
I mean, I'm, I'm giving this film too much credit, but I'm not, I don't think it would have fit in with the rest of the film anyway. Not that anything else did, but right. you know, I, I'm not. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe there was a very more special written, but... episode of Motorama. Where <laughs> little Timmy has a, a catches an essay and well, we have to talk about it. All right. Well, I, not just a sexual aspect, but I, I think Adam, I, Adam is right. I think that the, there's there's meant to be more it's meta more metaphors that are supposed to mean something more than we're actually seeing unfortunately this filmmaker isn't skilled enough to convey that anyway or maybe they didn't have enough money to to convey that you know to make mm. it longer to make things more sad. who knows i don't well, know i've, I've seen know. them i've seen well, them i mean give a, a a message with less money i mean it's, it's not right. money you know right. um it's if, if if they couldn't do it with more money than they're without more money than it's just incompetence as far as mm. well i'll wait till you get to the end of it and we'll discuss all, all right. of that yeah. I, I, yeah. I will i, mean, I will admit this is about the time i stopped i had to turn off this film because i was <laughs> this is about this, the time this, I, this is this is where i tapped out and was like week. i'm done you are, I, give my, I give myself credit for watching this film in one sitting but i will say this I wouldn't even watch a Serbian film for the same reasons as this scene. I at it's, least ha- at least have dark- a Serbian film for sick for for sick watching. This is just a whole new low wave. It's dark, depraved, disturbing, and disgusting. That's all Actually, I'm going to say about this scene. Well, this, this is a scene. Is this the, is about is the time I tapped out to see if their crack could still get crack in uh, in my neighborhood? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? This, up, this upcoming scene is like when I got back into it. Because oh yeah, because the meatloaf comes in. I'm a right? huge meatloaf fan. Right, stop, stop too, right there. It's meatloaf. meatloaf. Uh, I love meatloaf too, but uh, I'll get ready for love. But I won't love this film. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> he stops at a biker bar, and we come to see meatloaf, and apparently he's some uh, arm wrestling champion. Because <laughs> so right what, what is going on with bike <laughs> with with meatloaf in biker scenes? What the heck? I mean, I this Rocky Horror Picture. <laughs> because like yeah. a bat out of hell, he'll be gone before the morning comes, and then come back once he finds out his paycheck bounced. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you told me to stop right there. Why am I stopping right there? Because th- I think he it, was just re- referencing the. Song. That, that was a meatloaf. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> all right so he challenges the kid to an arm wrestling match uh and the kid accepts for ten dollars a shot and of course meatloaf fucks with him and you know keeps beating him and then the kid ends up seeing the cop shows up again at the bar so then he keeps playing around uh you know trying to distract from seeing you know from the cop seeing him or whatever meatloaf is having the best time just oh yeah, this child. A child. Who wouldn't? But this child is a man. I mean, you know, obviously, to everyone else, this child is a man, so he's not a yeah. child. So he's not a child. Matter. Whatever. So we're playing by Family Guy rules here. Got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, no one knows who <laughs> we can talk. Got it. So he ends up owing Meatloaf fifty bucks, and uh, obviously the kid doesn't have. It. He's got. I think he said like twenty bucks or maybe forty. I can't remember what he said. I think it's twenty. He said, I think he said I have twenty dollars to give yeah. it to spare or something. Yeah. So then he tells him that he plays Motorama. And he only needs four more letters. And they said, we can give you the four more letters. Not thinking they're going to send him into the, the barn in the back and tattoo barn. the four letters on us. <laughs> tattoo the four letters. The bar and dance the tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they yeah, I was expecting uh, Pee Wee Herman to come walking in there. They do a good job of tattooing them. It's not like they take the tattoo pen 
and like torture him with it. They actually right. like sit him down and they give him like a, a, a very nice like tattoo of the what? four letters as well as that, some other as, stuff. Well, and exactly, he has, yeah. Like, that, and he has the, yeah. He's got he's got a lot more going on. Than actually, did that, they do though. your arm too, Tara? Looks like they, they did. That, your arm I, this is meatloaf <laughs> in the barn, actually. Yes, <laughs> exactly where I got it from. Well, but, we know Tara would do anything for love, but she would not act in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. But she, but she would do the time warp. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, and I have. <laughs> and and again, you still you would not see a movie today tattooing a child. You know, it just wouldn't happen today. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that would not go down. But they're so happy. This film would not go down in this whole film. Yeah, it's true. This film. (laughs) Imagine in 2020, even like no, there's no way this film would ever be able to be made. This film could have only been made in the early 90s. Maybe, maybe it'll get a remake one day. Who knows? No, please, for the love of God, God, just let this thing die. Wait, let this thing die. What they could, they could turn of obscurity. uh, What, what is this kid's name? I forgot. Gus. Is that his name? Gus. Yeah. Gus. Right. Maybe, maybe he can be a girl now, a Latino girl. And this can be really, you gender swapping now <laughs> how woke of you wayne jesus christ why oh, not boy. snow white's woke now so why not oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Let, they, let die okay just let oh, this thing die i will Look, not let I it can die. accept I, think, Morales I, I nominate Spider-Man. wayne to you know make the to get the money and to remake this movie. I think, I think it, anybody should. watching or listening to the show, I'm going to start up a uh, Please a don't, 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 don't. <laughs> that's, that's, it's worse than Firefest, all right? Just for I, I, I will double your amount to not donate, please. Thank you. <laughs> this goes to the whole point of, yes, yes, this is the more money to put more clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after all that ordeal he's he gets back in the car and drives again and he stops at a park and uh a kid starts making fun of him because of his eye and then ridiculous the, the mother encourages the kid to keep making fun of the kid with the eye this was very lynchian to me the scene this is a very much right adam yeah adam's like i don't understand yes absolutely it was a very very much david lynch scene because it didn't make it didn't make any sense to the right. to the viewer but i know that there was some kind there was something behind it but at first she says no. And then she's like, oh, it, he's okay with it. So say it again, say it again. It was so unnerving, actually. Yeah. That scene was unnerving to me. That yeah. whole park scene was unnerving to me. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happens with, with, the, with that situation and then the parent, I didn't, that, the parents, the, that whole thing was, that was very lynching to me. That, that just, that was very odd and very strange. And there was just, it was creepy and mm. it made me unsettled. That was actually probably the most unsettling. I know it would probably surprise people, but that was the most unsettling mm. to me in the whole movie. No, it was because that I felt like scene. when he drove into that park, he drove into like a pocket universe or something, which is right. always what I feel like Lynch is doing. Like when he, when the characters go into certain places and no one's acting like they normally would act in real life. Yeah. It, it felt that like very strange to me. Yeah. That's almost very Doctor Who, you said, po- pocket universe. That's an interesting yeah. take. Well, that was Neil Gaiman's episode uh, with Helena Bonham Carter. So, yeah. No wonder I loved it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then he runs into the guy from the Gremlins movie, which we talked about earlier. I can't remember his name. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Rest in peace. And they play a game of horseshoes. Uh, he challenges him they... to horseshoes in front of his yeah. kids. He says, you don't want to disappoint your kids, right? Make your kids think you're a loser. But, yeah. So then they play horseshoes. Mm. Right? But then, then he, he beats him. Yeah. Right. It's not established that he's any good at horseshoes or that Dick Miller's bad at it, but he just ends up beating him anyway for whatever okay. reason. Well, I think he needed money, so he played. He beat him for money. Right, he wanted money, but it yeah, was he's he, like, and he wrecks him. 
And right. he's like, he I don't care. walked into the, the arm wrestling place and he wasn't good at arm wrestling. So like, why is he? I think, he I think he was trying, maybe it was more about evading the, the cops. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean not that it makes sense it, it doesn't none of this makes sense really I'm but who's like trying to like, I am loving here. you guys justify when characters so like, I, 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 this, you know what honestly me and Adam this should this be a reason do anyway so it's kind of this is second nature to us to so, 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 this to is, so what you're saying is this is what you'll get <laughs> on like a normal episode of Just the Cheese please only on Rat Salad Review now like rather than welding his shoes in the beginning if they would have shown him playing horseshoes and right. then beating Dick Miller in the middle and then at the end playing horseshoes like won him the Motorama somehow like like it would have narratively made sense but he's just good at horseshoes for no reason narratively makes sense that's an interesting term for this movie but go ahead yeah it's, it's, okay but I mean the scene where he just abandons his kids that I mean, was a second again most another scene. peeing another peeing scene in the I, yeah woods, i was just gonna another mention that one, as well and yeah. then they pee in the woods and then he whispers something to his wife and they just bounce and they're out in the car and the kids are holding hands looking at each other like what the fuck yeah. where are our parents i mean it just didn't make any sense so actually, I mean, says, I, yeah because he says he actually actively thinks he says okay because he says i don't have any money i'm here with my wife and kids i only have a hundred dollars and the kid's like i don't care so he get he goes Okay, and he gives him the money, so he was thinking of something. So I don't understand. So I abandoned my kids, and I don't need I don't need money. What was that whole thought process that was going on in his head? I, didn't make any sense at all. That was something yeah. that I was wondering. I said, "What was what was that guy thinking? That if I just get rid of my kids and I don't need money, I didn't." It was that was. This is actually when I started so to think weird. that maybe all this entire movie was happening in his head, because Dick Miller is basically saying like I don't have enough money unless I don't have my kids. And then he plays this weird game where he tells his kids to go pee and then runs around a tree and gets his <laughs> wife and leaves. And um, just leaves the kids there, which I thought the kids, when they looked at each other, I thought that was really funny. I thought that was directed really well. It was really good. That was, I have to admit, I have, I have to say, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I thought so too. I like that scene. But this is where I thought like, maybe the things that are happening are playing out because of his projections of like his own parents. Right. You know, like money is an issue. If, parents didn't have kids they wouldn't have money issues mm -hmm. and that's where i started to get the inclination like maybe this is all dream or something like that you know mm -hmm. as a parent i could say it's not my child that provides me money issues is the fact that i've worked for asshole ceos that provide me money issues so <laughs> well this is from the mind of a kid whose parents are fighting that may right. think that he's causing them financial hardship yeah you know? no that makes sense it but makes i mean sense. It, it does it does which once again as many said does not go with this movie yeah, it, that that that's too much thought for this film. But go ahead. <laughs> so like I, as a parent, this scene it hurt me to see that because I mean, look, I mean, I'm I'm not virtuous at all. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm mean. I make no apologies for it. But I could never just abandon my kid like that. I mean, it, it as as a parent, it just it that scene it it bothered me. I actually had to pause it, and I'm like. Why would Wayne subject me to this <laughs> for torture? No, no wonder well, the yeah, great yeah, Harry so, Barnett so, hates you. So he, yeah, yeah, you're torturing Lou by a different way than you're torturing me, Wayne. So that just shows like how much this movie. So you know, I did make a comment in the uh, in the thread there that they should be showing this movie to the prisoners in Gitmo. And actually, you know, the more and more you're thinking about it, there should be more and more. That's what should be happening. This is the yeah, new Blast CIA thing, torture film. Thank Blast you, Wayne, Venom for, for this. Too CIA good for them. Just I had, watch I had, them. 
I had to suffer through the ginger album. So that's actually interesting that like we see it in such different ways that you see it in some like I don't know. I just find that contrast interesting. You know, I it disturbed me in in a certain way, but not in the same way that it disturbed you. You know, but but I find I found that scene, that whole park scene, to be one of the most disturbing in the entire film. You know what though? That's why I'm glad that we have you aboard because it's different perspectives, and you know. And I, I I appreciate their input on this movie because they actually sat and watched the movie. I'm like you guys. Well, <laughs> I sat for a whole hour trying to watch this film. Okay, so don't. Fuck, uh, I tried. Yeah, but... I just can't believe Adam and uh, Tara agreed to this. But okay. <laughs> uh, you know you you know you know. I'm happy to be this, here. The thing about yeah, this network great. is you can tell Wayne. I'm happy you're here. No, too. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want to watch this bad film. And we'll still do it anyway. <laughs> you can do it. Anyway, I'll do it by myself. No. Well, like I said, I, I was sold on Drew Barrymore because I didn't realize that she was only in it for. for <laughs> she wasn't you know, actually in it. Oh, Adam! You know she. Oh no, I knew how old she was because I knew her birthday. So yeah. she recreated this role later right. on. Yeah, she did. Yeah. I forgot what Wendy. for though. What was that for? Maybe it was for like a Saturday Night Live thing, possibly. No, no, it was for a different film. It was for like a. Oh, it, was... it was actually, I think it was an LGBT coming of age film. Oh. Where uh, well, I do remember uh, something about that. Let me look it up. You guys keep talking. You look it up. Uh, and as of this movie was not weird already, um, I kind of forget this scene because I was kind of doing stuff down here while I was uh, watching the movie. But he starts driving again, obviously, and he starts passing only like these weird things. And at one point, he places uh, passes a, a clan meeting. There's a cross burning, oh, and it is. Yeah. Oh, he goes to Essex. <laughs> He's going into this tunnel, and it says Essex. Right. So the last okay. state. And, and the, the last this, city is that what it said? The yeah, last the, state. name is state. And is, it is the most yeah. the abomination of basically. all of the worst right. things that could. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely horrible. All the terrible things in the world. It's like kind of what it is, I guess. It's they to shoot be, a bishop, like who's just Sodom and like Gomorrah, or something. Chair. I don't know. <laughs> I just so, happened so, to look up when I saw the claim meeting. I'm like, Got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny the KKK exists, but I was just like, really? That's yeah. the icing on the cake. No, it, was cross, just, it was bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Also, at some point, he passes these these uh, these this couple who were broken down, and mm-hmm. they're trying to like flag him for help, and, and he just drives right by. He them. just drives by. Yeah. What is he going to do? He's ten. I mean, geez. But then why show it though? What's the point? So Drew Barrymore reprised her role for Motorama in a film called Skipped Parts, a 2000 American coming of age comedy drama with Jennifer Jason Lee, Bug Hall, who played Alfalfa in the Little Rascals film, Misha Barton and Brad Renfro. Rest in peace. Oh, he's dead? Brad Renfro is dead, dead, right? I don't. Hold on. I didn't know that. Yeah, he died in 2008. (gasps) Oh, that's a long time ago. How did I not know that? Huh. What year was this movie, Lou? Uh, this was 2000. Mm. Which, again, Red no Red one Red ever Red heard Red of this film because it was Red an independent Red Renfro was the guy film. from Bully, right? That was like the main... The, Brad Renfro. Is that what I'm thinking of? Brad Renfro from Bully? Brad Renfro, yes. Yeah, well, he was in uh, The Client Sleepers. Yeah, um, yeah. the reason why I know that is because he's from Knoxville, Tennessee. And the band 10 Years, uh, that's his cousin. Hmm. I did not know he was. Oh, that's singer. who the song Wasteland was written about. Yeah. Oh my god, such a killer song! I love that song. 
Yeah, you know, I've actually been listening to a lot of Slipknot lately. I realize this has nothing right. to do with the conversation. Yeah, nothing to do with the movie. Let's get over this, like, uh, with this movie. <laughs> Please. Shut up, I'll bring, I'll bring hey, it back. It's James that doesn't shop. Now it's Luke. There you go, Luke. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I need more fucking whiskey. Uh, all right. So then after all the actually real whiskey now. I think that he actually like drives off a cliff or something, right? Uh, he that's too good like for him. Into a, yeah, kind of, but it's something like into a dirt. He right. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. like crash and burn or anything. He just it's like, like a quarry he dra- uh, uh, yeah, crashed something. into. It's like yeah. sand. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of drifted off from the movie. Yeah, but then point, he but runs into his future runs, self. Right. Exactly. Okay. And the guy. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I thought this was going to be his future self, except he wasn't wearing an eye patch. I was like, if he was wearing an eye patch, would have been his future self. But the guy had two good eyes. So I was like, it's not his future self. So I don't understand. But, but apparently it was supposed to be his future self. But and when yeah. he gets out of the crash, as Tyra was talking about before, he's got my he's got like white hair from the ash or the dirt or something. Well, no, it's not, but it's not though, because he has stubble. You guys didn't notice the stubble he had? He had no. stubble on his face. He had white mm. hair and he had stubble. He actually man. was older. And then once it once can I what? can I say once he yeah, went yeah, out the win, once he went out the window. And he was okay. falling. He went right back to his old, right, his right. old, older, well, his old self, his young self. Yeah. His hair Spoiler turned around again, and he didn't have stubble, and he looked like a little kid. So right. that's why I think when Adam's saying, it's like, was this all in his head? Was this a dream? Was this fantasy? Getting escapism from his terrible life? I thought right. that picture on the, on his dashboard was of Stalin, but it was like later on the show it's like some dude with like a uh, sombrero or something first, are, are you saying that this film was uh metaphorically uh, uh communist manifesto communist propaganda yeah maybe but i i, I, I like it's, it's, like, it's not it's not their film the film lou it's our film <laughs> we will execute the bourgeoisie with motorama games yes mm. yes yes so, we, will, we, will, we will cross the we will cross the proletariat by making them watch this film numerous times so that was, that was Volkov is prime minister and supreme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that but that was supposed to be his future self, even though he I, that's how I took okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Even, even uh, though they completely forgot that he had an eye patch. Got it. Cool. Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, that would really. Are we doing eye right now? Right. He found the R at the place that the guy in the car right. said, "It's just up the road. I know it is." And that's where he found the R. And that's so exactly was, where he found it. And that's where yeah. he found. So it was the last one that that guy needed too. If he would have just went a little bit longer, he could have found the R. And apparently, he yeah, I don't know what happened to him, but he died. I know, but why? Like how? What? He just well, he had blood dripping from his head. He but obviously what, had but something. From going. what though? Like he didn't. There wasn't even. He didn't crash into anything. There was nothing there. I don't understand why. He, like, it didn't make know. sense. And then I was like, Welcome to Motorama Road. And I was like, Oh, he's driving that old guy's car. Who died. And I'm like, What do you do with the body? Like he pulled <laughs> that dead body out of the car. Could have been the truck. In. Yeah. <laughs> Then he gets to another gas station, and that deaf guy. What? Well, who is that guy? He's. I know oh, he's that familiar. is a uh, famous character actor. Uh, his name is Irwin Keys. Okay. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. The last thing I remember yeah, him being in was Black Dynamite, the Michael Jai White film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, such a great film. A good oh, I agree. No, it's, it's one of the best films. We ever need to made, discuss yeah. that film on Music Is Life one day, Wayne. Oh uh, yes, we Wayne. do. Uh, James. <laughs> Wayne, you're no longer welcome on Music is Life. That show was canceled. I don't think it's on anymore, is it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I haven't done an episode in a while. So he meets the, so wait, the deaf the guy, uh, the, guy, the guy who's dying, you know who that is, right? A no, dead I'm man? I'm sure he's somebody. Uh, it's, it's, it's Charles Tyner, and he was uh, 
he was in Cool Hand Luke and a bunch of like planes, trains, and automobiles and all those type uh, of films. So there's so many people in this movie that look so familiar from little little just little parts that you've seen, you know, throughout right. the 80s and 90s or whatever. You know, you just I just I recognize them, but I don't know who they are. But the one guy Wayne recognized was the one fondling the safe. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't anybody. But it just, it was just made no sense. Why is he fondling the safe? Nothing about this film. Go back and watch sense. it. God damn it! Go back, right. go back and watch it. Never. It makes so much sense. Anyway, go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I missed a note earlier that I checked before, which is back in the diner where mm. you know Flea with Flea. Okay, um, yeah. He walks out of frame at one point, and there's like a fat dad and kid fighting over lettuce. Oh, fighting over the lettuce. The <laughs> oh, the lettuce. So like with the, with the tongs. So like yeah. <laughs> Like it's a salad bar. Just take. You think more. that was like the director? That's what he wanted to happen in that right. scene. Yeah, they're just I'm like, hey, sure. take some time here, and they're just like. <laughs> that could have been. Maybe it was the director and his son. Could you know, been. sometimes yeah. they they put themselves in movies, so you know. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up getting the last letter that he needs, and he calls the place that held this whole contest, and uh, uh, what do they say? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to give him the runaround. Yeah, they gave him the runaround. So then he ends up driving to this place to go and talk to these people. And this is where, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, what the hell is that woman's name? The woman was at the desk. Miss Lobotomy, whatever her name is. Oh, she was the no, the she was a secretary from Moonlighting, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Alice Beasley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Alice Beasley. Yeah. Yep. So then she's, we see her, and then he goes upstairs, and uh, they, the woman tells him they think the game was basically a scam. So then they call security on him. And as you already ruined the end of this movie, Tara. I did. I ruined the well, whole thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> not no, the end of the end. It wasn't the There was one cameo we forgot to mention. The long haired gas station attendant. Mm-hmm. That was Craig Sheffer, who played the antagonist in the film. Some kind of wonderful. Oh, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, I remember this scene. I was like, mm-hmm. I know who that guy is, but I never looked him up. Who? Oh, that's Blue. Say that again. Which guy? Uh, do you remember the film Some Kind of Wonderful with I Eric do. Stoltz and yeah. uh, Leah Thompson? Of course. So oh, yeah, that he, was actually yeah. a good movie. That I was a great movie. movie. Actually, <laughs> I, I prefer that film to Pretty in Pink, and that was the original script for Pretty in Pink. But um, because yeah, originally they wanted Ducky to end up with Molly Ringwald's character, but Whoa. instead he ends up with Blaine. Andrew McCarthy, whom I know you love, Tara. Oh, and- my God. You know I do. <laughs> But wait, who is who is the guy that you said that was in that movie though? It was the long-haired guy from Motorama, the long-haired gas station attendant, is the the main antagonist in the film. Uh, Some kind of wonderful. There's one scene where he's getting gas at night, and the the guy's like got his hands up against the window, and he's like, "I don't know nothing about that, sir." I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's him. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Okay. (laughs) First he's calling him son, and then he starts calling him sir. I don't know if anyone else caught that. Yeah, no. he kept calling him son. And then does anything sir. about this film make sense? No, no. It doesn't. But this is going to be telling us why this movie makes absolutely no sense. After the security guard comes and the woman takes him and the security guard and throws the kid out the they window, toss him out the freaking window. Yeah, my, like, note on this, my, my literal note on this says, "I'm glad they threw the kid out the window." I was starting to get tired too. of shit too. <laughs> like, tired of your I mean, shit. <laughs> horrible usage of blue screen, but I did love the execution. Right. No pun intended. Right. So, <laughs> Or they, was threw, they threw him out the window. I'm like, man, this looks like shit. But then I know, yeah, right, it's like way up there on the 50th right. floor or something. <laughs> and then as he's falling down, he's losing all his tattoos. He's losing the patch. He's getting, you know, he looks younger. He looks like a kid again. He gains his sleeve back. 
and it, it, it gains the everything. The sleeve back, suddenly right? appears, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then it, it appears that this whole entire movie was all nothing but a dream. More like a nightmare, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what type of ambient was this kid taking? Because I mean, this had to be some good shit. Because I mean, but you have a fever it, dream like it that leads, would be. It leads back to like what with Adam said earlier on. This is all like a, the the kid had a shitty life, so like he's just dreaming, scene. right? He's just dreaming about all this shit that you know. I mean, maybe all these these cameos of all these actors. He's probably he's probably seen like half of the TV shows that these people were on, and he just put them in his dream. Okay, right. that, that was, I actually that, that don't actually... hate this interpretation. I actually don't hate this interpretation. I think that's actually pretty good. I like that. Well, I was just getting used to this, this fake American, this fake money, and this world where everyone accepts them as an adult, and then they just like erased it all. Right. And it's like, oh, I was just listening to the stories of a child. Right. So, well, what about the very end? Then? So, the guy, so that's still a dream. I mean, that's the very right. So th- this is the part that doesn't this make is... sense. See, he, he he goes to a, a, a he gets a ride a, from a the cliff cop. or whatever. Right, he gets Someone a ride from the cop or whatever. Cop. He throws his yeah. boots off the cliff or whatever, so he gets rid of all that crap. Well, uh, it's Robert and... Ricardo, but he's not a cop anymore. He's, he's not a cop, cop anymore. But he's just a regular same, guy. But, right, but it's the same. It's weird. Yeah. But then he drives him to the gas station that was at the beginning of the movie. But the guy and with the kite is alive. Phil's alive and he's and in he's a alive body and he's cast. He's in this like body cast. He can't move. So and he's like in this weird. Did he really? Did this dream not happen until after he left the gas station? Right. Or did he? Oh. Did he know that that gas station was in a cast and they incorporated that into his dream? Right. It's, that's this the part that like, does not make sense. I don't know. No, no, but, uh, out of actually, all everything yeah, in this yeah, period, yeah, that so makes sense. This was the thing. Or is the gas station the pocket universe? This is where it becomes kind of like pretty Lynchian, I think. You know, where there's different universes. Like, if there's is, way, maybe yeah. there's a different dimension, alcohol. or <laughs> there's if, different things that are happening. If we're finally know. in real life, then how come that guy had a well a, a we, name patch for Gus ready, like shown and everything? Right, right. right. Yeah. So maybe this. I still this, think this we're not in real after. life. Yeah. You I think he's know. having a, a dream in a dream? Oh, it's <laughs> See, this is why I didn't hate this movie. Everyone was like, this was insufferable. And I said, you know, I understand it was not executed well, but there was right. some, there was something about this movie that was not the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. Adam and I have watched worse. Believe me, we have absolutely discussed and watched way worse movies than this. For sure. Of course, of course. And that's why I try to get through these heads of these guys. <laughs> there's there's something about it. It's it's there's something going on that's deeper than what you think, you know. Right. Uh, and and oh, I well, think okay, you know what, I'll, I'll continue uh, to watch and maybe we just maybe I, and I, I think again. maybe I, we just are trained to look for it. I don't know. No, <laughs> no, to I your credit, you're a film student, like so I feel like I feel like you've been abused more than you know that it's just like it's gonna be okay this time. It's okay this time. This time it'll be good. No, I like well, it. I mean, but I like it so, though. Well, in Tara's defense, her film teacher was Barry Sherman, Professor Barry Sherman of St. John's University, who you wondered how much of the uh, wacky tobacco he smoked outside of school hours. Please, that man was amazing, and I love. Stop. I love Barry. He was love great. him. He was the best. But yes, was he, he here was now? He everyone, be here sure. now. <laughs> be here so, now. Uh, be here now. This, this is even before, like, cell. You know, people with cell phones. Can you imagine if he was still teaching now? I hope I would be still alive. Oh my goodness. He was um, like, we would just look out the window. He'd be like, "Be here now." <laughs> I could ask Rich Martinez if uh, how Barry's doing. I mean, I think they still um, talk. So that would be awesome. So anyway, but, the the kid sorry, does start working dream. at the gas station, 
And this guy pulls up in a car and he's just told me he won a bunch of money. What, what is that all about? And then when he leaves the gas station, he, he gets hit by the, the truck, too. Oh, the, the guy that's like just some just random guy. Like one million yeah. dollars at the, at the casino. And he's like, do you want to touch my money? Right. And he doesn't like, let no. him touch. It really bothered me when he stole it bothered me when he stole Gus's gum. I'm like, you cheap fuck. <laughs> right. But it's, once well, no, again, it was good. It's like he stole, he did that. And then he, he died. I mean, I'm assuming he died and he got hit by a, yeah, he got hit by that truck. And that truck. Well, once again, but I don't if, know why that, if I don't Gus's know lesson saying. was don't be greedy and just be happy with like a mediocre life. It would have made sense if they established that Gus was greedy in the first place, but they almost made it seem from the very first scene that his whole Motorama um, obsession wasn't necessarily about the money. It was about getting away from his family or yeah. about, you know, busying his mind. So you don't have to worry about the abuse that was happening at home. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about greed. They right. didn't really establish him as a greedy character. So like the fact that he gives up this idea of being rich and is happy or, or some rich guy gets run over and, and he's fine with just being a simple gas attendant. It doesn't hit home because they didn't, he didn't learn the lesson that you expect him to learn the way the movie was being set up. To Gus's credit, though, he did go back to the one character who actually kind of showed that he genuinely cared about him, which was Mm -hmm. Phil. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. I I thought that it was very fitting that it ended, even albeit a completely screwed up, insane (laughs) way, that he ended up with him because it was sort of a almost like a genuine relate. It was the only genuine relationship he had in the whole movie. Right. If you really think about it, there was no relationship. And right. and even like it was cute because he moved over and you know Phil had his, his arms in the cast and he kind of just patted him you know and it was very <laughs> it was actually very sweet I was like oh and then it was over I was like oh right okay he's the co- well then the kite the right the Jay kite of this movie yeah you know though I did notice though that I think there was like a burning bill that like went in front of Gus and yeah. Gus didn't even go for it yeah which kind of goes to show you mm. okay so I will say this the last. 10 ish minutes of the film did make up for the fact that the first 80 minutes were painful to watch for me. I will give the last 10 minutes credit and say, okay, in the end, the film redeems itself because it kind of shows the money doesn't mean anything to Gus. And he goes to the one guy who showed him genuine care. And that's what I, you know, does it leave it on a happy ending? No. But it leaves it on a hopeful ending. But I mean, happy ending. How, how do you even know? Who knows? Is that real? Is that is that still in his head? We don't even really know. You know, that's it's not it's not really established if that was where where does reality start and where does it end? And we don't really know. Right. I mean, I don't think any of us really know what is. Reality? I mean, honestly, I, I have to disagree because I feel like his biggest problem in life is his parents and his home life. And he's got to go home and sleep somewhere. Right. Right. They try to say that he's not greedy, but they never established he was greedy in the first place. They try to say that he was into Drew Barrymore, but they never established that he had any sexual drive in the movie whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I just I feel like he doesn't have any less problems than he started with, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what lessons he really learned, to be honest. Yeah, so, it's an interesting take. Yeah. <sighs> well, you brought some. I think Adam, good, what's that? I see. I think Adam's take on the film is a lot deeper and better than the so actual too. film itself. <laughs> I, I think. I, I think if they had taken your themes and ideas and actually had a good director, it might have worked. But 
I don't know. I, I think is I think they had a lot of ideas. I think it was pretentious. I think it tried to be deeper than it actually was. I think they had a lot of symbolism that symbolized nothing. And I just think it went nowhere. Um, and the kid itself as an actor wasn't all that compelling other than he annoyed you, which is not the point of that main character. And, and um, this is my take on it. Was it all a dream? The problem with that is nobody cares because he was so unlikable. It was a terrible film, in my opinion, from beginning was, to end. I, see, I liked the but kid. I'm, see, I didn't like. Did you I like the kid? kid. Yeah, I like. Of course, I like. I felt it. bad for him because all this shit happened to him. His family was assholes, and and everybody treated him like shit. Besides, that doesn't that mean that you have to be an asshole as well. Well, too bad. Yeah, but gas engine killed. He didn't stop with the people on the side of the road. He got Dick Miller to abandon his kids, like. Like he actually caused a lot of chaos. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. But was it? Real? Look at his upbringing. You know. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know. it, if it, this is a dream sequence and this movie is taken from the viewpoint of a kid, then maybe Adam's right. You know why the dads abandon their families? You know, everyone mm -hmm. treats you like crap, and life is a scam. Again, director's not skilled enough to get that through to you, but you know, I'm glad Adam got through to like, Adam at least. That was I mean, Motorama was maybe like Motorama was basically like well, life, you know, you the whole thing is just bullshit and it's a big scam, and like you're never, you know, you're not gonna win. There you go. See, there's a lot no, of deep meanings in these win. two. Uh, I'm glad these that's two depressing, finally, Tara. That's depressing. I, no, I'm, I'm glad I'm not I'm saying it's what I think. Well, no, it's about the movie. Manny, thank, because, thank you for, for thinking I understand this movie, but I don't. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> it sounds like you do. I've <laughs> yeah, better grip on it than most of us because, I mean, no. at least you, Honestly, you're able we, to sit through it. We literally watch like terrible movies and we try to find meaning in them. And Adam is, I mean, obviously, Adam is very good at it. I'm not, I'm not taking credit for that. I'm saying, but we do this a lot. And Adam is always like, well, maybe it's like this and maybe it meant that. I'm like, yeah you're probably right i mean i went to school for film and i'm like i don't know <laughs> like this, this shit was stupid tower was in my student film and uh <laughs> i never got to go anywhere with it because somehow we missed the copyright and well mars starburst ended up having a korean scotsman as their spokesperson at one point <laughs> it's a fact <laughs> So I never Aww. got to do anything with the film. So right now it's like on the shelf, never to be watched by anybody ever. So. Well, Tara was wonderful the, in the it. Tara is like very much into the abstract, into the Lynchian stuff, into the stuff that isn't grounded in reality. And, and like, I can't, I can't deal with that. Like, I need things to make sense. <laughs> I, can't. I try to make sense of things that sometimes uh, are supposed to be artistic. You know? uh, I like those. I like those kind of movies too. Not all the time. Like, I'm not a big David Lynch fan, I hate to say, but... I kind of like that too when the director kind of leaves it, leaves it into your imagination. Um, when you mentioned there's a dream way to sequence, do it. Yeah. there's a way to do it. I understand. I, there's a way yeah. to do it, and there's a way to not do it. And this movie is basically a lesson in the way not to do it. Yeah. When Adam mentioned that this could be a dream sequence, it reminded me. This film did not remind me of this, but it reminded me of the Joker film only. Because if you know anything about the character, get to the nerdville of the Joker, the character, that character in the comic book has no identity. Nobody knows anything about him, you know. So in that movie, I always wonder, is this actually happening or is this all in that character's head? To me, that's skillfully done, you know. Yeah, that to me is skillfully done. So if you're a person who doesn't want to read that deep into it, you can just look at it as a linear story or you can go. Are these events really happening? You know, 
does you know did he go on a talk show did he murder someone or is this mm -hmm. all in his head because mm -hmm. in reality uh, the character joker has no identity and this movie what we have established is the kid has had a horrible life from the very beginning and he's involved in this game that is turns out to be a scam um and like you said if it's taken from a kid's point of view the movie makes a little bit more sense than if it's just a movie, you know, right. but it's still, right. in my opinion, just not that well executed. Right. And but he wants to be moment. treated like an adult. That's why maybe everybody's treating him like he's not 10 right. because he's doesn't want to be treated like a kid. You know, he's they're well, if, like if it's adult. taken from his taken from his point of view, then that makes sense that everyone sees him right. as an adult, because in his own world, that's how he sees himself, even though he's only 12. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I had, but I I had trouble giving... separating reality with this one, but I'm also not very big into abstract. Like everyone loved Neon Demon. I hated it. I, I actually refer to Motorama as like Neon Demon esque, where it doesn't make any a, a lick of sense. Um, <laughs> I like but, Velvet Buzzsaw though. Yeah. I, but yeah, and then is it just like those those type of movies, like a cure for wellness and stuff like that, where there's supposed to be like this big mystery going on. I just I couldn't get into this movie at all and then it being poorly made just made it worse for me i just was like i actually I gotta punch out yeah i actually referred to this film as if david lynch and john waters gave birth to an abortion that's the best way i could explain it <laughs> however <laughs> however, wow. however however i preface this by saying hearing the perspectives of everyone in this uh chat room right now has kind of altered my opinion on it i'm not gonna lie is it a good film no but is it a film that the last 10 minutes makes up for the first 80 minutes kind of i still can't shake off the first 80 minutes not by a long <laughs> shot but i think wayne I don't hate it as much as I originally did until, you know, now that we've discussed it. Yeah, see? It's not a bad movie. See, so, I love don't, I still go with the crowd, Lou. Hate it still. Come on. I'll, I'll, okay. never, because, I'll never because, watch it again, but I mean, I'm glad <laughs> right, that I watched yeah, it. It's not something I, you're going to ever go back. To, I was forced to watch it. to see, yeah. you know, <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, initially, after I watched this film, I mean, I was depressed after watching it. When I watch a movie, I want to enjoy it, not slip my wrists. Oh, and I love feeling miserable after watching that's what things the, like this. I know, Wayne. That's what you host my style review. Anyway, that's why you're so happily married, Wayne. You're so miserable in life. But, but I mean, that's, that's what depressing that's, anime is for. So if the moral of the story is. That Tara has shown me where she's like, Do you like the movie? I go, no. Made me want to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, look. Those are the, the best ones, though. If the, if the moral of the story is that money can't buy you happiness, then fine. Good takeaway. But if it's follow your dreams, then I'd kindly like to say to the dreamers of the world to kindly go fuck yourselves. <laughs> well, to so, me, I look at it this way. I look at it as um, if the director was trying to say something and I didn't understand, then I hope one day to understand it. But if he was just trying to emulate other directors and other screenwriters who were trying to have a point of view because that's how it came up to me it came up to me as more emulation than sincerity and you know maybe i don't understand it maybe it, if, if i ever find a way to converse with the director or the writer and, and he explains it to me in a way that 
makes sense that now maybe I would do appreciation, but to me, it just seemed mm-hmm. like a lot of emulation of other directors like David Lynch, right. where they were being weird for the sake of being weird. Right. And that's, that's what turned me off really. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I mean, I like, I like Jackson Pollock, the painter. I don't understand it. I just know it speaks to me and this movie didn't speak to me. You know, I'm not going to sit there and pretend I understand what Pollock meant to read into the dripping of drip, drip paint. I just know it speaks to me. And sometimes a movie doesn't have to make sense to me or a piece of art or even a piece of music or whatever, but this certainly did not speak to me in any way. I just looked at it as an artistic failure, which is fine. Everyone's allowed that, you know, you make a song that every song is going to be perfect, but I just felt it was so pretentious. Like, look what I'm trying to do. Look what I'm trying to convey. And I don't think it conveyed anything. Like the point, was it you, Wayne, that brought it up where they drive by the KKK rally? What was the point of that? I mean, what, what, that racism exists? KK like burning crosses? Like Tara said, because they were going into another state and it was like a a bad state or something, right? Yeah. I I said it was, I said like, it was like Sodom and Gomorrah. It was like the worst yeah. possible things that you could right. possibly have I'm, everywhere it was the junkies and the and sadomasochists and sadomas- right. and, you know just like awful things well not that sadomasochists i can't say that i want to say that's terrible that's a choice that's a choice but i mean like you know all right don't KKK get too personal don't divulge anything you don't want to divulge yeah, exactly. i'm not yeah. saying that i'm just saying that it was very bad bad things that were happening in this place Tara, did you hang out at albion bat cave when you lived in new york city that's all i'm gonna ask no just kidding I don't even know what that is. But okay, never mind. I, mean, maybe, I don't know. Oh, innocent, like guys. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> well, nice, nice way to get out of that. All right. Oh, didn't you see when they when they walked into Meatloaf's place? There was a pig with like yes. leather with collar like and leather, studs. Yeah. And, yeah. The, the pig had a tattoo on it. I was I like, did, what, what yeah. the, I hope that was drawn. Well, I'm it was just sure. a tattoo shop in the back. So. Oh, yeah. No, Meatloaf did it, actually. Well, they, they tattoo Somebody had to practice on something. That's right. Yeah, they do do that in real life. Is that how Meatloaf was paid? He got the pig. Yeah. I love Meatloaf, but did you ever see the movie Roadie? He wasn't that picky about some of his film roles. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Hey, let's not forget one of his greatest roles was in Wayne's World, where he talked about the shit Beatles. So we're bashing the director in this. Do you know who the what what movie the director also is associate uh, producer on? No, no. A 80s film that you guys are probably going to cover, The Stuff. The Stuff. I the saw stuff. the stuff. The, the horror movie. Oh the stuff. my yes. goodness. The stuff. I saw this stuff. That's the one with the rich people. Yes. And they get, yeah, all oh, that's. <laughs> Barry Stills, he was a co he was a oh he was associate goodness. producer of that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't direct it. So he just, he oh, of course not. I'm not yeah. surprised. I'm kind of not surprised though. That movie's okay. We need well, to do the stuff. Wait, what year did that come out? 1985. All right, Adam. Adam. What? That might be a movie. I'm not not sacrificing the pick for that movie. So if you want to sacrifice the pick for that movie, I'm just saying it might. No, no, no. no, no. It's about about special yogurt. Cheese, please, one day. You never know. Okay. Okay. It's about yogurt? What? Well, it's it's like a food source. No, it is, but it's. It's really, it's really gross and stupid and ridiculous. It's kind of horror, but it's so stupid that it can't be horror. It's not really horror. I think it's on Shutter, Wayne. In case you still have my, it is. I, that's where I saw it. Demoni. Demoni. Let's just remember though the context, uh, the differences between the writer, the producer, and the director. 
the director makes the film in his vision, but the writer is the one who sets the precedent for, you know, what they want the, the, the film uh, to, to essentially be. Now, you know, just remember the, the writer and the director don't always meet eye to eye. The producer no, is just true. the one who makes sure that it gets done. It gets done right. within, within budget. So, and, so shockingly, the guy who wrote that wrote this also wrote After Hours, which is a which yeah. is a great dark little film from Scorsese and, yeah. and Vampire's Kiss. But go look up um, the the writer's Wikipedia page and look at the picture they have on his Wikipedia page because I think it explains a lot. Right. <laughs> What's Wait, who who are we looking up? It's like Joe Minion, I think. Joseph Minion. Oh, Joseph oh, Joe Minion. Minion. Yeah. Okay, that was the. Was oh that yeah. <laughs> so on the cheese factor, I'd have to give this a ten out of ten. As a film, I'd have to give it uh, five out of ten. Okay, you want to do the numbers? All right. Wait, wait, are we doing? Are we doing our thing? Oh, you can. Oh, okay. Listen, did you get it? Because this is. Go ahead. This is a Ratsaw review episode. We do have the awesome people from Just Cheese Please on here. So yeah, and if you have the numbers, please go ahead and do it. Well, what are the numbers? What wow? What do you guys? So there's Cheese Factor and your rating. So Cheese Factor. Okay. Yeah. How cheese from on scale of one to ten? How cheesy you find the film, and how you find the film on a scale of one to ten? All right, I'll let Wayne go first. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, go first. Let's, let's get let's get the good scores out of the way first. Wayne. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, it's a Wayne. ten ten from me on everything. No, uh, cheesy. All right, it's it, uh, an eight for being cheesy. And what was the other score? What was the other score for? Enjoyability. Enjoy oh, enjoyability. Um, I actually like this movie, so I'm gonna give it an eight. I like it. Wow. I like wow. this movie. I like it. This is the third or fourth time I've watched it. Yeah. Fair. My condolences. <laughs> And, you don't, and, and, now, even... and now having them on the show and explaining some of the things more in detail, it even makes more sense to me. And I like and it. He's going to watch it again. He's going to torture his wife. I'm going to. Yeah. My wife watched this already. She didn't like it. Maybe I'll have my son watch it. No, oh, don't, don't, do do don't, don't do that. Don't do that, sick kid. <laughs> don't do Paul's that. Only I'm four. kidding. I'm kidding. Five. Well, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm Adam, do you want to go next or should I go? Um, I'll yeah, go. Sorry, yeah, go. Yeah, no, I'll go. So I'm going to give it, I'm actually only going to give like a, maybe like a six on the cheesy factor. It is definitely cheesy, but not in the cheesy way that I, that I feel, which is a forthcoming episode, by the way, with us, like what is cheesy? Um, it's cheesy and it's ridiculous, but it's more kind of sad than it is cheesy. Mm. So I, I don't, I wouldn't consider this like a really a cheesy movie. Um, and I'll probably give it like a, I'm going to like a seven. I kind of, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it is bad. It is, it is, there's a lot of execution problems. There's a lot of acting problems. There's a lot of continuity problems, but there's something endearing about it. And I just, I can't hate it. So yeah, that's my score. Cool. Adam? Um, For me, I actually didn't find this movie that cheesy. I think that, um, you know, KKK, child abandonment, it's, it's cursing. Yeah. Maybe I gave it to cheesy, cheesy things in my opinion. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a four on the cheesy scale, and I'm gonna give this a three on the enjoyability. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not. Um, I'm glad I saw it. You know? <laughs> yes, I gave I it a higher like rating than he did, Wayne. I feel like I'm going to be comparing a lot of bad movies to this movie in the future. So this Ooh, is going to become so a it's new the blueprint. Thanks, Wayne. For me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the four. I'm Congratulations. I'm a, a you four found the four. for cheesy and a three for enjoyability for sure. Very cool. Uh, well, James, 
All right. Well, Zero. for cheesy factor, do we need I'm... to ask? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. You're not. Well, you're you're gonna get a review, but it's gonna be a little different than what you guys are giving numbers wise. I give the cheesy factor a block of government cheese, and I give the execution enjoyability of the film rotten government cheese. <laughs> okay, Lou. I just said I gave I give the film a five out of ten. Oh, did you? Just, oh, did you were the first one. All right, sorry, I wasn't listening to you. But in terms of cheesy factor, <laughs> shocker, news, news flash. This is not the first time Wayne's completely ignored what I've already said for the record. Were you on mute when you said it? Because I heard nothing. Yeah, you yeah. To me you anyway. I muted to you. Yeah. I, I swear to God, it's like I'm in a marriage with this schmuck. I mean, like he doesn't listen to a word I say. I could complain till I'm blue in the face. He never gives me any attention. Can somebody please cut me off because the whiskey's really affecting me right now? No, actually, I want him to keep going. I like, I like this. Is Lou still My favorite color is blue, and what? I, I think Lou's, Lou froze again. What? You say your mama <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Manny. All right, Manny. all right. I didn't find it cheesy, so I'll give it a three for cheese, and I'll give it a one for enjoyability because it was shit. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I like your succinctness, Manny. I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I, I hated it. I, it I probably awful. gave it too high of a cheesy rating, but but some of the the, the cameos were cheesy though. You know, you had Milo being. It was cheesy. That's the well, yeah, that, that part was true. cheesy, yeah, but that's true. I think you know, again, the a, a better director, whatever, would have made a better film. And um, I just think it was shitty. That's all right. It's okay. At least me and Tara enjoyed it. It's all nice. <laughs> <laughs> the game of the <laughs> ten. is a really, a, it is, yeah, Lou didn't hate it. Enjoy it. gave it a seven. You were at least closer than anybody else. I just the first didn't murder you like everyone else. It's all right. It's okay. I'm glad that murder is a hard thing. Maybe a mild beating. You oh, okay. know. No, well, I didn't want to even do that. So. Tara, just be glad Sarah. he didn't make you sit through 18 Halloween albums in a row. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> we can do it again. We can Cease do it. Well, I can also I'm say I can also opt out of that. Be like, no, thank you. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I did make Tara sit through her top 10 favorite Genesis songs, which was a great episode. Thank you. Genesis <laughs> rules. But yeah, I'm very glad Tara and Adam were on here because if not, yeah. we would have just been bashing the film the whole time. So I'm glad yeah. you guys. You guys are on I'm glad they deflected some of that. We need a little balance. Everybody needs a little balance, you know, but I was looking forward to seeing doing this again with you guys for sure. This has been Definitely. so awesome and yeah. such a great opportunity. And um, I'm up way past my bedtime. But I know. I'm I was so trying much, to get them I'm before then. So much fun. Like, I don't even yeah. care. You know, some it's of us have day time. jobs, Wayne. Doesn't <laughs> so, matter. We've got another hour to go. What? Lou? <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, so, you know, a um, little backstory. So first of oh, all, I Christ. just want to say, no, I just want to say, <laughs> if this were a glass bottle, I'd break it over your fucking skull. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, I love it. Um, we're doing the Irish goodbye. Let's go. No, no, it's not an Irish goodbye. I just want, I really want to put over just the cheese, please, podcast over. First of all, Adam, this is my first time meeting you. I love the work that you do with Tara. I think it's great. When I first started the podcast and I first heard Tara was doing the podcast, you know, I think you guys have great chemistry. I love what you guys do. And, um, you know, I, I've already mentioned it to Tara, but I want to mention it to you as well. I'd love to have you on Music is Live podcast. So the the three of us and my partner, Denise Escobar, we could discuss our top 10 favorite 80s soundtracks. I and love um, I would love great. that. And, and look, I've, so I've listened awesome. to your podcast. I think it's amazing. I mean, I wish you, you mean the, the depth of, of knowledge you have on 
the topics that you talk about is pretty amazing. So it's Thank intimidating, you, Lou. It is intimidating. intimidating. It's intimidating. Uh, first, Tara, <laughs> you, you've known me longer than everybody in this room. You know, I'm not intimidating. I'm just a goofball who loves music and I love my friends. And no. that's everyone. You, but your room. knowledge is intimidating, but you are a humble, amazing human being. Absolutely. Mm. Love so, you, my friend. But um, no, for sure. Um, uh, Wayne does not agree. Well, Wayne I don't know Wayne, dog. so I, might, I could change my opinion of you real quick, though. You know, that's all right. Everyone um, else does. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for the fact that um, Adam and Tara have invited me to their podcast so I could discuss one of my all-time favorite '80s films, *The Toxic Avenger*. Mm-hmm. So, oh, finally, you get to do it. So when that episode comes out, I'm really going to be excited for it. But uh, Adam, you know, uh, when I heard this podcast, I said, you know what, this belongs on Rat Style Review. And I know there was a hiatus between your last episode and once you did uh, Weekend at Bernie's. I'm glad you guys are back together and I'm glad you guys are on this network. Tara, you know me. I think the world of you, um, you know, I mean, friends for over 20 years and to be on the same network with you is it's a blessing. I love you, my friend. No, and this episode is brought to you by Fireball. <laughs> Please, Please. I would love more Damn. Buffalo Trace whiskey. Please, for the love of God, Buffalo I Trace. Love it. This. But Wayne, thank you Good so morning. much for this. Like, seriously, it's been great no like, being on here and I appreciate it. And all of you guys, it's so nice meeting you. And I really hope I see you guys again. Yes, we will definitely have to do this again. I, I, I'm not a huge fun. movie watcher. And just watching this movie, even though I know everybody doesn't like it too much, it's still fun to watch movies, you know, because I don't you know, I don't do yeah. that very often. And so. you know what? Well, we're, we're here. So and maybe well, next time to... I'll let you guys pick a movie and we'll do a better one. We would love to. Each- bet. Well, the whole point is to not really do a better yeah. one, though, isn't it? Isn't that kind well, of? Well, it is no, true. No, you I'm can't get really any better than Motorama. Because I need to have a palate cleanser. And me and Lou <laughs> have already talked about palate cleansers. <laughs> we, we would love movie. to have each of you in turn on, on Just a Cheese, please. And Honestly, if you have a particular awesome. movie that you want to do, please let us know. And- oh, you're going to let me yeah, pick I another did. one? Motorama, too. Wayne's not allowed. Electric Boogaloo. Motorama the Revenge. We did Electric Boogaloo, but unfortunately, we had some audio issues. We might release that at some point as like a lost episode. Yeah, episode, but we you did really that. did breaking too. We did yeah. break. Oh, we did, and that was early on. We did that early on. Yeah, so. we, we tried. We tried. The problem a, is, is that I was born halfway into the decade that you guys cover. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm the you? oldest one here. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel blessed though to have been brought up in 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 a in Astoria, Queens, because okay, whoever watched the film The Last Dragon over here. Okay, do you remember that's another one, low, baby. We talked about doing, but it was 2020, and we decided it probably wasn't a good well, era to do that. That episode. Well, yeah. Part of that film was that, filmed that was in Whitestone, Queens, at Super Amusements, the Jeez, old amusement I heard park. That that's, one before. That's was that is currently well, it's no longer there. But what is there now? What is that now? Oh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've been there. Do we do, but, do we need to refer to the Astoria Queens expert known as the former? Well, well this this is Whitestone <laughs> Queens, James. So, well, I don't know. He still will remember it. He think or he'll think he'll know about it. Yeah. Eric Adams. Yeah, not the mayor of New York City or the or, or the, the singer of Man of War. The the other schmuck. <laughs> um, yeah, but yes, thank you very much, Eric. Uh, Eric, God damn it, uh, Adam and Tara. <laughs> and i'm thinking of our friend eric adams God, who i haven't talked to in a long time i miss him so much not really but thank you adam and tara for coming on the show from just the cheese please podcast who was uh they are now on our network so please check them on our 
podcast. Actually, you guys don't do video, so you're only on the podcast version for right, now. Yeah, for right I don't now, know if you guys now. are going to do. We, we, we're we're going to we're going to we're thinking about transitioning. We have it. We have an idea about transitioning, but we're, right yeah. now, as for right now, it's just audio. You know, it's a very it's expensive uh, surgical procedure. I'd hope you look into it. <laughs> Listen, if you guys need help with editing video, I'd be happy to help you out. So great. You could wait till after I'm done talking, Lou, Appreciate and then that. you can talk about that after the show is off the air on YouTube. Yeah, or, or you know, we can talk this. about you know maybe doing a new. Are you show, talking, you know, on Rat Salad Review Network or? <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, oh, where can they find your show? Just the cheese, please. Um, we're on all the major networks: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, or at just the cheesepodcast.com just cheese podcast yeah right and we also have a facebook page facebook, yep. so yeah just Basically search just the cheese please yeah you should be <laughs> just able to search find for us. it you'll find or us or right yeah and you have a website too right yeah just the cheesepodcast.com they literally okay. said that about five seconds before that if you were listening wayne no i, I didn't listen to anything anybody says <laughs> i only hear my <laughs> own head do. and then that's it the buzzing right in their head and plus i got drew barrymore behind me so i can't think Although yeah, she's 15, 15 years year old, so. she's 15, 15 year old, old Wayne. 15 year olds, dude. No. Hey, Chris uh, Hansen, ask, ask here. I have to say, like, thank you so much for this. It was a great opportunity, and this is my first. This is my first live. I'm sure my, many people will be like, "Yeah, that's probably obvious. the last." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's obvious. You're live now, and uh, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what to do. So, it's all right. Um, but it's been really fun, and I've enjoyed this, and I've really enjoyed talking to all of you guys and meeting everybody. So. Likewise, yeah, and thank you, thank Likewise. you Wayne, for having us thank on. You thank so you, no Wayne, problem. You, and you guys will James definitely come on again, and yeah. maybe we'll do it like a music show. We I don't know how much of music fans you are, but maybe you guys can join on the music episode. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll have to talk about that then. Yeah. Um, Lou, anything you want to talk about with your show? Music is life. Uh, well, um, <laughs> I've been. <laughs> yes. Um, currently, I'm updating my website. I'm gonna finally. Doesn't look like a GeoCity site anymore. Let's go. What else? <laughs> wow. Sorry. Let's rip your head off and shit down your throat. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be updating the uh, website. What's the other right angel now? fire? Is it an angel fire? <laughs> Is that still around? Wayne? <laughs> go. Come Are on. I'm tired. I'm tired. By the way, I'm I'm looking at the just the cheese and uh, Ishtar. Oh my God, and Zap over the top. Oh Lord, I'll have to sing. Oh yeah, I'll <laughs> have to listen. Sing. I mean, it's we've got a lot oh, of good ones coming up. Go. Let's I go, just subscri- I just subscribed to it. So. Oh, thank you. I think Howard well, the Duck is coming up. Compelling next, next stuff, week. Manny. Compelling. By the way, um, yeah, Howard the Duck over the top had an action figure line it is the worst action figure line in history i'm not making that up look it up on youtube wow really, really? is it Stallone on steroids as he normally is or it's like it's like stretch oh, it, armstrong and and like oh it, and if it only yeah. if it only was that cool gentlemen but no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> i was like the figures look like look like stretch armstrong but they're like solid form. They look like they were made by the guy who directed this movie we just watched. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, to answer, to answer yeah, we've got, question, we've got Howard the Duck um, and we've got um, Xanadu coming up. We've actually got like a dozen or more episodes in the can ready to. All right. Let Lou, I, went, I think Lou needs to talk about his. I went. I go wait. Ahead, it's Lou. cool. No, I, okay, I, listen, you and Adam are the guests. So you guys take <laughs> no. precedence. It's fine. Go no. for it. All right, go ahead. Um, uh, so what they do I'm is they do is uh, 80 movies. Fucking cocksucker. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> no disrespect to my LGBT friends. I love it, but you guys are such assholes. I love Wayne because he's the first guy that gave my podcast a chance. He wanted it on Rassau Review. So not anymore. Anything, so anything we <laughs> it's open. Shut up. Anyway, anything we say is always in good fun. Um, yes. tomorrow I'm actually going to be interviewing Mr. John Brennan. Now, oh, cool. Those of you who don't know who he is. Basically, he is a he's produced films for Troma, who made the Toxic Avenger, who I'm going to be discussing with uh, uh, Tara and Adam on Just a Cheese, Please. So he produced um, the last two films, uh, Return to Newcomb High and Return to Return to Newcomb High, a.k.a. Volume 2. And he produced their latest film, which is called Shakespeare Shitstorm which is their satire of The Tempest by Shakespeare. Oh, Adam. Yeah, that sounds like and, you um, like. <laughs> John is actually the music director and one of the producers on the Joe Bob Briggs show, The Last Drive-In on Shudder. Oh. And the, the funny thing is, though, Adam actually went to Chaminade with a bunch of my mm. friends from St. John's and when we met, like, you know, we started talking about friends of ours from, well, Chaminade, St. John's, and then we hit it off. And um, I actually read into him at the Clutch concert that was at the Paramount in Huntington a couple of months ago. And he said he would love to be on the podcast. So I'm going to be interviewing him tomorrow. So he's going to be my first new episode for 2022. Awesome. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah, get the, the fuck out. I saw, get the fuck out. I saw Squeeze at the Paramount a few years ago. Oh, great. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Squeeze is, is great. Actually, Glenn Tilbrook played Wayne. Wake up. I was going to say, is Wayne sleeping? <laughs> Wayne's being a dick Are you right done? now. <laughs> I'm doing ass at the moment. Underrated. 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 I think this is going to be helper. Songwriter, singer, underrated guitarist is, as far as his style of uh, soloing goes. I've always been impressed by him. Glenn Tilbrook. Yeah. yeah. You know, the funny thing is I was in the, I was at the Jersey shore a couple of years ago and we went to one of the bars there and Glenn Tilbrook was actually playing after we had left the Jersey shore. So we mm. never got to see him. Everyone's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so is that how you scare people away? Is you talk about the band squeeze? <laughs> yeah. Squeeze is the repellent buddy. Squeeze I like amazing. tempted by the fruit care. of another. That's a good song. Did you, uh, did you see Snooky? I did not see Snooky. We were oh. not in Seaside Heights. We were in Asbury oh. Park. Oh, okay. That's a shame. Well, no, I'm glad I didn't see Snooky because I like to keep my food in my stomach rather than exert it <laughs> through forced hey, vomiting. Does, does Asbury Park have the have a uh, statue to the great Bam Bam Bigelow? No, they did not, but you know, actually, when I was there, I did visit the um, Asbury Park Convention Center. Okay. And it's open to the public to view. So that was pretty cool, but and no, I didn't meet Joey Janela either. <laughs> oh no, we don't we don't talk about that one. Oh really? Right. Not a Joey Janela fan? Uh, are, are you shocked to hear about that? Not if All right, since you're not an engaged fan, I'm not shocked to hear that you're not a Joey Janela fan. So, <laughs> Wayne, I really want to thank you for having us on tonight. You're so awesome. actually, actually, I want to talk well, to this and maybe hear this from, again, from maybe like the five fan, the, the the five people watching this at this moment. But actually, there's only uh, no, nobody actually. I, I, it's, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> just go with it, buddy. Um, whoever's going to be hearing this uh, later on, um, mm-hmm, I'm going to be starting nobody. a 
college foot. I'm going to start doing a college sports show. Oh, uh, start doing a podcast. Get off this show. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut up, Wayne. <laughs> and uh, if anybody wants to wants to do it, anybody wants to talk about it or anything about the show, I'd be more than happy to do it. I can. Uh, I specify mostly in uh, SEC college sports because, well, obviously, being a Tennessee fan and going to the University of Tennessee, I follow more Southeastern Conference. But you know, if anybody else has anything else talks about college, even like St. John's and their one basketball program uh i'd be more than happy to do it because i because i you know wayne you, you made a comment and it, and it hit to the bone but it's right i need to get <laughs> See, back to i'm trying to motivate you because you know, you're, you're are, you are good because, at podcasting and i yeah. and i like you know because you you are good at doing podcasts you're very talkative and and, and you're good at this shit I'm a james, mouth, to, exactly. to your credit right. james i i actually said that i think any radio station in the knoxville tennessee area should hire you exactly because yes. you're a great speaker so. and um, somebody is watching the show and it's uh, I can't pronounce Gingo Gingolo. I, he's been on the show a couple of times, but uh, he says voles are garbage. Well, you know what? Uh, he could say that. <laughs> um, and you know what? In, the, in football sense, they That's haven't it. been that great. So, you know, he's not entirely not incorrect. Bad. So wait, I'm, 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 I'm way behind on this. They got rid of BCS, right? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a college football playoff now. Okay. All right. But actually, my favorite part of the season is after the football season's over and it's into recruiting season and the transfer portal portal now because every player well, now has a one time transfer. Mm-hmm. So now it's turned into, and especially with the name and likeness deal, it's pretty much turned into the wild west of free agency like the NFL. And it's, it's like it's like off season in Madden, right? And like the off season, yeah, except, except so we don't use that word off season here. It's 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 recruiting season. It's no we there, there is no such thing as off season in college football. You know, the funny thing is when Tara and I were students at St. John's University, we did have a football team, but I think we were the worst in the conference. So because of that, they cut funding for the football team. So by the time that we were sophomores, the juniors, the football team was done. No, we were the worst, <laughs> but we had like one of the best basketball teams. So, yeah. I mean, this is true. Mike Jarvis more. was, co- was he coach. Was, Mike Jarvis was the yeah. coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was that, was that, and, was that when, um, Oh God, who was the one good player from the, was the it NBA? Jordan's like nephew? Or um, nephew or something? Ron Artest. No, no, it, it, well, well Meta world peace was one of them, but wasn't there another one? There was a, uh, Marcus Hatton. Who? Hatton. Hatton was hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a good one. Tara, do you know that Marcus Hatton, every time he hit a dunk and I was holding the camera for a TV club, he fell on me every time. I do not. Who was he the guy that? Me. Who was the one that was a basketball player, but also in theater? And they told him that he had to quit theater because he was focusing too much on that. We had I a, don't. We know, had a guy that I... was on the basketball team that was also in the theater group, and they were like, "If the basketball team was like, you have to quit theater because you're spending too much time and you're not concentrating enough on basketball." I'm but not that's... sure. the The only other basketball player that I knew of at St. John's when we were students was Jonathan Scheiman. I think that was him, Scheiman. But, but he, I don't remember him being in theater where we were both in jazz band together. He was in. I'm pretty sure he was in theater. No, that sounds like the plot of an '80s movie. Right, the jock who wants to do theater. It's like right. right. So, right, so, so yeah, and, 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 and I definitely have to talk go. Vision Quest with you guys because I I love wrestling movies. Mm-hmm. So it's got to happen. Uh, yeah, we're I'm, still, I'm, we so. did no holds barred, but I wanted to do Suburban Commando, but I think that's too soon. No, 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 no. no. I'm, talk, I'm, talking, like, I'm talking amateur wrestling, not not pro. Even though I love pro oh. wrestling. Okay, all right. I'm gonna suggest Mr. Nanny, but that's not that's in the '90s too. That's '93. That's '93. Yeah, but it does have the great late Sherman Hemsley. I feel like we would actually be able to. 
Uh, it's like 90. We could might maybe at some point 93. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, hey, listen, if we're doing this for another like 10 years, maybe, but you know, there's a there's a plethora of 80s movies out there that we don't even know about. I'm sure. Do you even know what that word means? Plethora, (laughs) (laughs) three amigos. I I will say on the list. I do want to say this though. I feel like Rat Saw Review, since we got James and Manny on board, the show's been great. Greg, we missed you tonight, so we hope you're back next week. I and I feel like the network's gotten better because we got Tara and Adam from Just the Cheese, please. You know, so well, much respect to all you guys. Oh, that means a lot. Thank <laughs> you. Them and, and we're also Mark and Jer from the uh, BS sessions as well. BS sessions yes, were sure. really great. I need to actually get a hold of and, them because uh, we, uh, well, actually, I'm hoping so. I haven't communicated back to do the show because every time we say the show, the Niners keep winning. So I don't want to jinx a damn thing. All right. So you'll get on. Yeah, you would actually right. be great on that show because Mark's such a football fan. Yes, we're, we're both fans of the same team, too. Well, thank you and Wayne and James for having me on. I never did podcasts until the Alice Cooper thing. So thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, you're dude, you're great for it. I, I mean, I, I know show. you were friends with Manny. I just <laughs> Wayne wants oh, to no, show. No, no. I wish goodbye. This is my last thing, right? So There's I live out in Arizona. People. Apparently, Alice Cooper is on the radio like every night. Right? Yeah, right? nights yeah, with yeah, Alice yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is that is that just in Arizona or is that? No, no, it's syndicated. syndicated? But it, okay. it's syndicated. Yeah. You know. So. All right. I'm going to stop talking so Wayne get in the show. Go ahead, Wayne. End <laughs> nope, the show. nope. I don't want the way to end the show. I want to keep going. We're just going to keep it rolling. I baby. feel bad for Tara. She's a hey. half hour past yeah. the bedtime. <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> it's amazing times just like, just like, like most I, of us. No, I have like, I really enjoyed this. Seriously, thank you so much. And I really look forward to more times for real. Yeah. So peace right, out, good. guys. Uh, thank you. RatsoutReview.com. And, uh, Next week, uh, oh, we, actually, next week we start a whole series of uh, all these bands from this uh, promotion uh, group that actually my band just joined the uh, online online metal pr- promo. Uh, so we're going to be talking to a lot of bands that belong to that uh, that label, or whatever, and um, that's going to be fun. It's going to be for actually a couple months, but it'll be interesting. And Wayne and I actually did go th- uh, make the effort to speak to one of the best comic artists out there who is also responsible for one of the greatest Black Sabbath album covers. That album cover is Mob Rules. That artist is Greg Hildebrand. He's going to be a future guest on Rat Style Review. So we're I'm Wayne. I'm sure I could speak for all of us. We're really excited about that because that's one of the sickest fucking album covers ever. And he's actually redoing it right now in like this big huge print. So I will buy a print. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool to talk to him. So we'll see when that will be and we will let you guys know so always look on ratsellreview.com follow us on facebook twitter tiktok instagram and then listen to our podcast apple uh where else we anchor spotify just look up we're not on podbean but just look up rat Review. you find oh, us on podbean anymore nope i discontinued all that stuff oh well fuck them anyway yep so ratsellreview.com we will see you guys next time toodaloo Cheers. Cheers. Now, how do I turn this off? Uh, get out of here. I don't know how to do this. Go away, son. You bother me. <laughs>